Yeah, that was my bad. I closed out. I was trying to close out another window and just close all the Skype. Nice. Just, just <laughs> destroyed Skype all the way. And I have mine set up to where if I close it out, it closes out everything. So I was like, well, that must have been a yo click. Yep. I was like, <laughs> oh boy, uh, is this a sign of things to come for tonight? Yeah. Oh man. Oh yeah. It's it's an episode. I've eagerly been awaiting, so let's let's fucking kick it off. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael. I'm Chris. And I'm sure you can tell by the title of the episode, you know what we're talking about, so you know we're going to try to get into it as quickly as possible. Chris, is there any news before we roll into the weeks? Uh, let me, uh, you know what, let me scan Discord. I posted a couple things, but I don't think anything worth talking about. Oh, God, we're not even going to talk about Sonic, right? Uh, we can talk about <laughs> it for, like, two fucking minutes, okay? All right. Uh, I will say that I feel like I'm starting to get pushed into the bandwagon of hatred for this. I don't want to say hatred, but the severe dislike of this movie. Mm -hmm. Let me just get, let me just say this shit for at least Michael's record. And if Chris agrees, then fuck it is the end of time cast record. I don't hate many movies. There are some, but this is not one of them because I have not seen this movie yet. Sure. And I'm aware that 97% of the world's fucking population right now severely dislikes this trailer and this picture and all things surrounding the Sonic. So it's really hard for me to say what I'm about to say and not seem like a bandwagon jumper. I don't really care. I have seen the trailer. I watched it all the way through, and I've seen the concept art from the... St- I've been try- we-, we have been following this story since you know media has been leaked about it. Right. Now that I have seen this shit in action, this looks bad. I realize I'm saying something that 70,000 other YouTubers and Twitter and Twitter post people <laughs> and fucking Facebook posters and, and, and snatch grab money makers are all saying the same thing. I don't care that they're saying the same thing. It's true. Chris and I both grew up with this shit. We know, we feel we have a pretty good grasp of Sonic, what Sonic represents, and this is not it. Mm-hmm. If they made Sonic into a CG at most, but make it an animated movie. There's a there's a fucking Sonic Mania mini cartoon series that is blowing this and almost every Sonic piece of media out of the water right now and it's cartoon based and sonic doesn't even fucking talk if you don't want to go animated go cg but make him look make him look like fucking sonic from the games and for god's sake stop with this stop (laughs) putting these characters that are in a fictional world into the real world and have them oh wacky hijinks how are they gonna react in the real i'm so sick of fucking seeing that Mm -hmm. on top of look at sonic he looks horrible now, a couple arguments have been made. Okay, this mo- this movie's not for you. Maybe it's for kids. Okay, I could see that. This is not what kids need to know as Sonic. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's just grumpy old asshole me, then that's grumpy asshole me. But this is not this is not Sonic. This does not look like him. This is not an accurate representation of it. And also, um, uh, I I, for, I forget the other thing. I'm sorry. There's, there's there have been legitimate defenses out there against this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, hold on, it's not that bad. Well, sorry. I this 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 looks garbage. 
<sighs> have you seen the article? And I just linked in Discord if you want to pull it up. Uh, the uh, Where someone actually went in and fixed what Sonic looks like in one of the scenes? Yes. Yes. I saw the image. It's like a side-by-side comparison. Mm-hmm. And the, it looks so much better. I mean, it, there's expression uh there's there's he, he he looks better i don't this i chris man <laughs> i'm really at a loss of words for what to say to this because there's so much wrong and i feel like the more and more people like us keep saying what's wrong we're like ah you're just you're just hating it to hate on it no no chris and i went back a f- have gone back a few decades if not a couple decades sitting in a room playing Sonic the Hedgehog playing Sonic 3 and Knuckles Mm -hmm. and I I feel we're somewhat able to say what we feel Sonic is this Chris there were details about this movie like apparently uh, Sonic can grab a ring and teleport somewhere which okay I guess if you loosely want to base it off the fact that if you get 50 rings you can kind of teleport to a special stage via a ring sure but that's not a main power of Sonic I just there, there's so much man yeah. there's this right here it just it does not need to happen and I don't know why it's happening this is another flagpole movie for like you're taking another icon of video game history and going, hey guys, and we got a movie. Here you go. And this fucking garbage. This is our representation in the cinematic universe, in the movie universe. And it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. I think. Uh, uh, I did, go ahead. Go ahead. Just say something positive. The highlight of this movie for me is Jim Carrey. He's so great. Yeah. In anything he's done. Uh, well, but, <laughs> but the problem is, Jim Carrey is great. Dr. Robotnik, he is not. Dr. Robotnik is aloof at times, yes, but he's also that... I've always taken Dr. Robotnik as a twisting the mustache, ho-ho-ho villain. Sure. That, that, yeah, he goofs. He makes robots that don't fucking work or don't do their job right. It's, oh, you robots, darn you. He's not a super quippy, ultra-jokey, ha-ha, one-liner guy. He's never been that way. So, yeah, Jim Carrey's good because Jim Carrey's almost always good. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really get the Eggman vibe from him. Except when I saw him as Eggman, I was like, okay, now you look like Eggman. But do you play like Eggman? Do you act like Eggman? We'll see. Who knows? Uh, Some Call Me Johnny, one of the many, many channels that I follow, did a good review. It's about 20 minutes long. Uh, He just gushed pretty much just like we're doing here about the Sonic trailer. And he brought up a very good point. This is actually something, Chris, that I genuinely felt when I watched the trailer. He says, and I'm paraphrasing here, he says, you know... Sonic in this trailer did look good. And I was like, what? He's like, but he looked good in the scenes where he was running really fast, where he was like bolting down the road and you saw that that sonic boom happen. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. The time in the trailer where he balled up into a sonic spin ball and, and spun off, that looked cool. He said, but when Sonic stopped and you had to look at him, he looks horrible. 
And that I completely agree on. The little sparks of, okay, I can tolerate this movie, was, yeah, whenever he was doing the running super fast thing. But the moment you had to look at him and listen to him and see his facial expressions and all this, just, ugh. Ah, it's so fucking bad. Uh, I saw a picture today on Facebook. I think it was a picture of a tweet. I don't know how genuine it is. Uh, research and find out for yourselves, audience, because I don't. I'm, I'm, I can't really fact check it right now. But apparently, I don't know if it was the art director or the or a producer or a writer or a character designer. I don't know. Somebody in this movie was tweeting out like, "Hey, I've got the message. You guys don't like the design. I'm going to rework this and make it better." Uh, if that's to be true. Okay, cool. Now you're starting somewhere. But this movie, I th- I don't know when this movie's supposed to be out, but if you're going to retool this, I'd say that's a lot of retooling. If you're looking at a, at, at a character design from what we just saw in the trailer and you're completely changing Sonic to make him more, to make him look more like Sonic that we know for an entire movie, that movie's going to be pushed back a while. I say push it back and don't fucking make it. That, How is, about that? that is legit. I just looked it cool. up. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome to know that somebody's listened to to that legitimate criticism. However, I further the criticism. It's not just the fact that Sonic looks the way he looks. You don't need him in the real world. This goes for any movie like this. This is the same one of the other issues I had with, with Super Mario. Don't put these people in the real world. Or put them in the real world, like Mario. Mario's Mario's a special case, okay? Mario is a legit fucking Italian plumber. Okay, <laughs> have him in the real world. He gets sucked down a pipe, boom. He's in the fictitious, uh, cartoon-themed world of, of Mario Brothers. Sure. The, Sonic Sonic doesn't get that. He's just a fucking Sonic, that, uh, a hedgehog that can <laughs> talk and run. <laughs> He's, yeah, uh, that can run at the speed of sound and collects rings and has a two-tailed friend. Okay, put him in a fictional, colorful, themed world. I don't, I do not need these characters interacting with fucking real human beings. There's no point in it. There's no reason for it. Because the only thing, because when I see that, Chris, I didn't, I realize I sound like a grumpy old man. I really do. But when I saw that trailer, Chris, what I did not feel at all was our 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 history. I didn't I didn't feel me and you sitting in our aunt and uncle's uh, house playing Sonic and Knuckles, fucking munching on candy and drinking fucking cream sodas. I didn't get that 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 bubbly awesome music that sonic's known for i didn't get that feel of running fast and jumping over pits and all all that i got sonic in some real world and acting crazy and wacky hygiene i I didn't get sonic at all and that should never be what a game should do for you at least when you watch the mcu you feel like superheroes are doing superhero things you know, even if Iron Man's suit doesn't look exactly pixel perfect like Iron Man's suit from a comic, he still feels like Iron Man flying around doing Iron Man things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, sorry. It's uh, if nobody else in this world can talk about video game movies, it's us. And my stance is this on many levels is wrong, period, period. Yeah. Any other news things, Chris? Uh, nah, there's just a couple silly things. Like Minecraft update caused villagers to go crazy. It's kind of amusing. Nothing to talk about there. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I kind of want to know about that. It sounds funny. <laughs> uh, so, 
basically the the last update was a big like villager overhaul as part of it it's one of their biggest updates they've done apparently uh recently at least um but the villagers basically just kind of will take over your base you'll find them sleeping in your bed and uh there's a bunch of bugs around them and uh like even if your house is locked so you have to have like push a button or something to open the door and get in the uh, villagers will enter just they'll figure it out <laughs> so huh. um interesting and then there's bugs so like the uh their heads float above their body when they're laying down so you not only have this villager laying in your bed but you got this creepy bug of its head floating ab- above it wow not something you want to walk home to walk into your bedroom to you know interesting interesting uh well that's hey you know if we don't have a shit ton of news to talk about this week that's good <laughs> that's real good gives us more time to get into the meat of today's topic mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think is there anything else i want to discuss or bring up i really don't believe so i'm, I'm also going back through the discord uh i know because i know there was a bunch of stuff posted throughout the week but um no no i think we're good uh Chris, I think it's your turn to start this week. That is correct. Awesome. I got it right. <laughs> That's Now, if I can get five more this year, I win a prize. I actually wrote it down so I could confirm. <laughs> All right, Chris, it has been a week. It has been an eventful week. And, of course, I know for a fact there's one thing in particular you've done, same thing as me. But aside from that, sure. what's your week been like? So... Real quick, um, not really something in particular I watched, but a trailer I saw at the theater. Um, the trailer for Pennyworth. Uh-huh. The uh, Alfred uh, backstory type. Uh, it's a TV series, I believe it's going to be. Um, based huh. on what I've seen of Gotham, if it's anything anything like it, I'm, that's going to be great. And that's like a month and a half or so. A month, something like that. Uh-huh. So that'll be... I'm looking forward to that. Did you see that preview? I did not. Uh, if that was that a legit preview before the movie, or was that like you know the shit that they play before the previews uh, play? That's a good question. I don't actually know because I was there so early and it just kind of blended from one yeah. to the other. Yeah, we were there. We were there probably about a half an hour, a little little under half an hour early. And typically in our theater, there's a bunch of stuff that usually plays. Like they'll they'll show little little adverts for TV shows <laughs> and commercials and stuff like that. And then the actual movies trailers will start playing. Yeah. And then the movie. Did you see? So I did you see my Facebook post I made while I was at the theater um, during those um, pre rolls in the corner? Up popped a. Uh, activate windows icon whatever what? machine they were using to show the ad reel beforehand uh, oh no wasn't an activated oh, machine no. so that oh, popped up in the no. corner did you have like a stroke of fear where like they're gonna this shit's gonna fucking pop in the middle of the movie you're gonna ruin the movie nah i wasn't overly concerned i figured someone would pay enough attention to make sure that was good or it wouldn't be you know maybe Thankfully. that same machine maybe that's only for the their, you know, local ads before they switch over to the yeah. actual pre-roll trailer stuff. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, didn't watch anything else TV-related besides our topic. Um, 
on to games. So, the first thing I did after we recorded last week was I went and loaded up Return of the Overdone. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. Michael made some good points. He's not wrong about, you know, hints and stuff. And I was like, okay. And I, I looked at a couple of things you had mentioned. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Not really helpful to me at this point. Perhaps earlier in the game, it would have made more of a difference, a couple of them. I was like, all right, let's yeah. let's figure this out. It's 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 hard to not it's hard to give you like solid pointers when I fear they're gonna spoil something. Absolutely. You know, I don't never want to rob somebody of those aha moments, but stuff that you've already done, oh yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. So I sat down and I was like, All right, I'm going to fill out these missing people. So I started looking and um, I did find a couple of things that I'd overlooked, but I basically went, okay, I'm going to start doing <laughs> at the best guesses I can and, you know, kind of work out from there what I'm missing. So mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to think of the order because basically like, I was like, all right, these three guys, their names are these, I just have to figure out which one is which. And mm-hmm. Once I got one of them, I was like, okay, the other two are either this or this. So I was able to go, okay, well, let me, before I do pick any of those, or I was like, okay, I know which one it's not. So I probably know which one it is. So I was like, okay, let me go get a couple more guesses and good guesses and then put that in place. And if it triggers the three, then, you know, I'm right on the two guesses. So I kind of use that as an, you know, one out of three already knocked out type thing to take advantage of that and do some better guesses and, It took me an hour and a half to get the last, Mm -hmm. oh God, let me check my notes. What was I at? 36? Yeah, I was at 36. So from 36, (laughs) so from zero to 36 took me eight and a half hours. From 36 to 60 took me an hour and a half. Wow. I shit just started folding in for you, huh? Yeah, I was doing I was trying to think of a way to put it, but I was just basically doing aggressive guessing is the best way to put it. Oh man. <laughs> I was like, all right, I oh. have an idea, so I'm just gonna start guessing and I, I as I worked out, some of them were, you know, actually figuring them out, but there were some that were pure guesses. Um because I was like, All right, I have no idea what this is. Um but I think it's one of these. You know, it comes down to like, well, all right, I know what his job is. That's that's it. I know nothing mm-hmm. else about this person. Um, reviewing all their stuff, uh, kind of like you talked about last week. I was like, okay, so this and this. So I I know for a fact this is what their job is. So it got down to a couple of them, and it was very frustrating at times. But I just I went into focus mode, and I was like, click click click. click. I didn't leave the book for a long time uh, at one point because <laughs> I was like, all right, I've reviewed several memories now. I got this information. I need to figure it out. Whoops. Spoiler mode for the return of the Obra Dinn. Um, the, there was one where I, about, I couldn't tell how the guy died. I finally found the scene where how he died was uh, displayed. It was very uh, kind of off to the side, so you had to look. Um, there are actually yeah. two of them that were like that. I was like, I know what... Mm-hmm. I One of them, I was like, I absolutely know what this guy died of. I see the you know, murder weapon, so to speak. I know how he died. And then it's like, oh, okay, I got it. 
And then there was the other one. I was like, I have no idea how he died. He's just there and he's dead. And there's some interactions with him and another person, but none of the, you know, drop down choices really fit. So I'm like, all right. And yeah, it was, that was a mess. Um, but I did finally figure it out. The, I was a little disappointed in the final section that unlocks. Yeah, that I I tried to warn you and the audience as well. There yeah. was it's not like the biggest world payoff at all. Mm. It's more like you're gonna have a bunch of questions even when you get all the answers, and they're gonna wrap up a few things. You're gonna go okay. Now the f- it's more like now the full story makes sense than a <gasps> no way, you know. So yeah, it's like before that you already kind of got the ending. This is just filling in a gap. <laughs> right. Um, quite literally. Um, so I did that. And then, like I mentioned to you, I was like, what achievement are you missing? So I went back and actually looked up what that is because it's a secret achievement. So I found a web, you mm-hmm. know, one of my achievement websites to tell me what it was. And it's something that isn't part of the game. So you have to literally do specific things to unlock it. And it's silly. So you'll never get it unless you're literally just goofing around with the game, which isn't a typical response <laughs> to that game, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you cannot have a single guess confirmed before you do it. So mm. it was like, okay. okay, so I guess I'll start a new game and go through everything again. So that took me two hours to get the last achievement <laughs> because I had to go through and watch every scene and you can't skip them the first yeah. time. So I had nope, to watch every scene time, again, yeah. couldn't guess anyone, and then had to go in and do the stuff for the achievement. So... I have now yep. 100% Return of the Oberdan. Good. So now I can finally talk about more shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've already hashed it out. I'm not going to spend all night on this, but I, man, I, I fucking love this game. I really do. And I love how what really set it in for me, what the reason why, as I know it's getting old and everybody's using it these days, but a reason why I can it to the feeling that Dark Souls gave me is that uh, just like pretty much like you around the 30-ish mark shit started getting fucking impossible mm-hmm. I was like there's I, I have ha- I have 30 something more people to go and I have been around this boat again and again and again I've watched these scenes repeatedly I have get I've gotten frustrated stop everything go to this one person watch this listen to the narrative watch this scene explore this area figure this shit i don't fucking get it this is exactly what happened this is how it had to happen this is who had to do that i just got to figure out who the fuck they are and back and forth and just i just got so frustrated with myself it wasn't until i started looking at the book more closely and making more mental notes of the areas around me for example uh finding out some of the uh what were the uh, what were the shipmates called? The generic ones were they just seamen, uh, midshipmen, were they, or midsh? No, not the midshipmen. The, the even lower than that. The uh, there were seamen and the, topmen. There's like uh, seamen. Yeah, okay. Uh, there's like forty of those fucking guys, yeah. and I found a spot at a death scene that. Uh, it was either a death scene or it was still the actual boat itself, where you could find where they slept. And Mm -hmm. their bunks had numbers on the bunks and the bunk numbers corresponded with the manifest. And Mm. 
I could go. I went through different scenes that was around that area. Like a death would happen all the way at the end of that bunk area. And I'd walk all the way back and look at the bunks. And some people would still be asleep in there. I'd, no, I'd take a note of their shoes. Take it, The one guy had a fucking tattoo on his arm. And I saw his arm sticking out with a tattoo. And I said, I just got to find you now. Once I find you. And if you're somebody that's done something I've already named, I know who you are. Which means now I know I know that I know who you've killed because sure. I know your tattoo. Now uh, I found another one that had uh, the way their clothes were draped over the side uh, with, with the bunk number. So like immediately, like four of those became obvious um, piecing together. I think one of the big hitches for me was there's two sets of, there's two groups of people that escaped and the one group, I got all of them correct. The other group, I kept fucking up because I had them escape to an island. They didn't make it. I didn't know that until I saw another scene that showed the fucking boat they were in get exploded. I said, oh, oh, well, fuck, no wonder I've got all of them wrong. They didn't even escape at all. Uh, There was one where I had a guy's death correct, but... Oh no, I had his name correct and the scene clearly showed how he died, but I had the the method of death incorrect. Just all these little things yeah. like once I really sat down, slowed the fuck down and really paid attention to minor details, slowly piece by piece, it started coming together and I yeah, started figuring the, uh, it out. The boat thing, that was the one where I looked up because I was like what I was thinking was, okay, well, which island are they considering it this? Exactly. So I was like, okay, it's I, I need to figure out how they're looking at this mechanically because I was getting frustrated at that point and didn't really have a whole lot to go off of. So I was yep. like, okay, I'm going to look up this single person, you know, see where they went. Then it was like, yep. oh, well, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I... I got really frustrated with that one because I kept finding it's like two or three different scenes that you can see them loading into the boat. Mm -hmm. And that made it understood to me that those people were getting away. There were deaths deaths that happened around them, but obviously, as the there's like five or six names off to the side that disappeared, they were in the disappeared section. They obviously got away, so I ran with that, and then I went, okay, now that I'm learning how to use this book better, let me flip through the events time by time. Okay, not here. Okay, not here. Okay, this is where they got onto the boat at. Perfect. Now, let me look at the map in the t- in relation to the timeline and figure out what island are they closest to. All mm-hmm. right, let's try They obviously all went to this island. No. Okay. They all escaped. They all went to this island. Oh, no. Okay. They made it to Africa, I guess. Nope. All right. Well, they escaped, but I can't figure out where the fuck they escaped to. And I mean, just to, mind you. I wasn't always focused on one person at a time. It was almost like I was going scene to scene and trying to figure out individual scenes at a time. Sure. And I was figuring, I was, I was looking at someone else's death. The uh, like the first mate, the first mate took me fucking forever to figure out who he was. Some of those uh, people, when their symbols show like four or three or four marks, meaning they are difficult mm-hmm. to figure out, most of those were fucking legitimate. Because yeah. I, 
I, I was looking, I believe it was the first mate who I was looking at and just happened to look over and saw the boat. And I said, oh, they didn't fucking escape. They got into the escape boat. They were going to escape. They didn't fucking make it. And then I could, and then I saw what happened to them. I was like, oh, okay. And once I got one, apparently I had two other things right and got that mm-hmm. first one. He clicked in, so then I went, okay, you was, you die because of this, you die, and then it just, like, three more happened. Yeah. Um, man, I can't even tell you. Like, there's yeah. so many little, there's so many little things and little times where I just, just slowly started finding little bitty clues and figuring everything out, and it was, it was a, that was the payoff for me. Whenever I finished the game and got the last chapter back, uh, it was more of a okay. It, it's now I get why all this shit happened and why these. Uh, I had some bows tied up here and there, but as far as like a oh wow, that I, I, it didn't happen. My oh wow was just the 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 game itself. Yeah, the uh, the mates didn't really give me a problem. Is there stewards that I had a problem with uh, aside from like two of them because there are I think like six stewards or five stewards, and uh, two of them were fine. Uh, but the other three, I'm like, all right, I know they're stewards. I can tell that just by what they're wearing, you know, but who is who I'm like, they're clearly talking to one in the scene. And then there's one that you can't fill out. So it's like, well, I can't confirm that. So I just have to assume I know right on this one (laughs) and just Mm -hmm. wait. Um, so that was, there were, there were a lot of them, and I did miss the numbers on the bunks. That is a very interesting uh, thing to note. Um, yeah. Because I got to the point where I was like, all right, I have like four top men left, so let me cycle through their names. <laughs> yeah. And, okay, one triggered. All right, so I'm down to three. Let me, you know, keep it up and try to do semen at the same time because I got down to like six of them, I think, before I started really having trouble with them. Because, like, all they are doing is, you know, stuff on the deck. Nobody yep. does anything. Nobody says anything. It's just kind of like, okay, sure. <laughs> the yep. uh, the guy with the tattoo, I'm glad you mentioned that because I had no idea why he was a one star. I was like, mm-hmm. why is this guy one star? You literally see him, like, once or twice, you know, really. But, well, you see him once before he's one star. His face on blurs. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, okay. And that's kind of one of the approaches I took. Because I remembered, you know, distinctly the first few that unlocks. I was like, okay, this guy unlocked after like two scenes. What am I missing that should have given me, you know, his name? And I never figured that out. I literally guessed his just kind of being silly. (laughs) I was like, all right, let's just give him this name. And it's like, boom, right. I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't even a serious guess. There's other ones. There's other ones where like there's a there's a there's a damn near five or six panel death scene that's happening like on the second level of the ship where one guy kills another guy and then that guy kills another guy that guy kills another guy mm-hmm. that guy kills another guy and I kept going man I spent too long going back and forth on all these people and the whole problem was i had the fucking first mate wrong the whole time (laughs) i had him mislabeled it wasn't that wasn't the first mate at all Mm -hmm. and it's yeah there were a couple lynch key people that like once i actually got them figured out every a lot of other things 
worked yeah. out just fine. There was a uh, one down toward the bottom where uh, I, I, it's the the captain steward, I think, uh, something like that. Uh, and and the captain, there, there's a scene where like apparently this this guy went crazy and like yeah, killed somebody, cut his leg about. off. This, <laughs> yeah, and he was like, "You've been my steward this whole for ten years, and you pull this shit and." I kept getting him wrong somehow. I still kept getting him wrong because I had the wrong. I had. I just had shit wrong. And it's. Uh, oh man. Yeah, I, I had the name in that scene assigned uh, wrong for like most yeah. of my time. I was like, okay, well, this is this person. And then I went back when I was nearing that last like ten, and I was like, okay, this one is wrong. I just confirmed because I just got a pair of three, so I have this one. I know this is wrong. All right. Well, mm-hmm. this death is absolutely right. You know, that's something that's visibly seen. It's not one of those, you know, being sneaky and hiding the true cause of death. So I know how this person died. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What am I doing wrong with this name? And I went back and looked at the scene. I was like, oh, he's talking to someone else. <laughs> and the the racial slur one I brought up last time we talked about this, I still can't believe I was I, I was such a dumbass for not getting that. There's a scene where he got where a guy calls a guy and says whatever whatever you Dane, and I was like mm, that means something. I just don't know what the fuck that word means. And I looked it up. <laughs> what you know slur or slang Dane, and it's it was like a racial slur for a Danish person. And I went. Wow. Is that actually a slur? Uh, yeah, I thought it was just an sh- abbreviation. Huh. It might Learned be that something. too. But I I took it as a slur because of the way that he, the context that he used it. He was sure. talking like an asshole to him. He was like, whatever, you Dane or whatever. So, yeah. yeah, maybe it wasn't a racial slur. I just took it that way. But when I saw that one-to-one, I went, ah. <laughs> I am stupid. And I went to the list and I was like, you are this one. And I, ta-da, yeah. you're right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, I, we've talked a lot about this game, but, and I know I have probably more than you, but I just, I was genuinely, I went from, okay, this is interesting, to I'm genuinely surprised, to I am fucking hooked. And I am now, I have rocketed past this game and am really, really hoping that other companies, other genres, other, other licenses, period, pick this up. I, I, I'm down for this. I'm yeah. way more down for this than I thought I was. Uh, so, yeah, I hope, I, I hope more. I, I had a bit of a different, you know, emotional experience with that. I was, I had more of a roller coaster. I was like, first I was like, oh my God, my eyes. And I sting it over that throughout the entire game. So that was just something yeah. I was having to live with. And it made the game less enjoyable for me. But then it was yeah. like, okay, this is interesting. And then by the end of it, I was just hate guessing. You know, <laughs> you, you could think of what I'm actually saying. Um, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm guessing you are this person. Whether you like it or not, take it. You know? Yeah. It was, it was frustrating, but I, I do like the premise. I just, I don't know. Maybe I would have enjoyed it more and been more willing to slow down if the graphics were better or, mm-hmm. and better in the sense of using anything other than the style better. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I haven't followed up on the, on the producer or the creator. I haven't followed up on any other licenses or anything like that. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to quietly wait and 
it's I think both I don't know if they would ever do a sequel to this specifically. I think a, I think a sequel could be done. You could always have another ship with another set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. But whether it's a sequel or maybe if I hear of another game title out there and they're like, if you're a fan of the Return of Overton, they, uh, now I'm in. <laughs> so, yeah. And again, it really sucks because I am I am that guy that there are many games that I have played multiple times, other than just seeing how fast I could do it or just seeing if I remember shit or whatever. There's no... I I already know everything. Going back would be like, well, that's this guy. That's that guy. This is that girl. She died from this. He died from that. He killed him. He killed her. I don't know. It's. I think it's like a one-time thing for me. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping for more. I'm hoping for more in the future. Alright. So, the only... Oh, wait, actually, not the only game. So, and, man, I've been terrible with my notes the last couple weeks. Uh, So, Monday was Mario Monday. I Mm -hmm. did not go back to uh, Baby Kaiser World because, as I mentioned last week, you know, screw shell jumps. Um, I just wasn't feeling up to it. I was like, (laughs) you know what? I enjoyed what I was doing in uh, Grand Pool World 2. Let me just keep going. Um. And it paid off. You know, I spent, uh, I don't even know how long I played. It was maybe three hours-ish, mm-hmm. something like that, to actually pull it up while I'm talking. But I, uh, the, I made it <laughs> a, uh, I had mentioned, let's see, last week it was like a jump and a half technically I made. And then within like 15 minutes of playing, or maybe 30 minutes, I think, of playing on Monday, I surpassed that. So I was like, okay, I've now accomplished something. And then I immediately died, of course. So I was like, okay. (laughs) It took me another hour to repeat that. Jesus. So it was was a very kind of, um, it was rough. Because I knew what I needed to do, but there was just that the execution. I played for two hours, so not that long um, overall. But it was just getting that execution where I was like, okay, I need to not panic when I actually get to this point. Because that's what would happen. It's like, okay, it's been so long focused on one jump that when it actually works, it's like, the brain just shuts down and it's like, oh, I made it. Right, I'm not pushing your buttons anymore, so I'm dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't make it past that. So it's a very much a one jump at a time type thing. And it took me another uh, 25 minutes to do it again. And then when I did it again, I made it one jump further. So bit by bit, I've made progress. Um, as as much as as close to that word as you can use it. <laughs> I mean, it's progress. Yeah, it's literal progress. Uh, so I played two hours, and that brought me up to a total of, let's see, I'm waiting on live split to open, uh, seven and a half hours in the game, and I've almost made it to the first checkpoint. I see almost some. I think I'm. You know, I don't even know if I'm three quarters of the way to the checkpoint yet. I have to. I would. I would have to actually watch someone play the level again to kind of get a real guess. 
but I'll still just stick to half. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm closer yeah. to half than three quarters anyway. Um, unless I'm remembering the level wrong. But it's fun. Um, it's one of those where the design, music, I've talked about the music tons before. I can sit there and the music never gets old. You know, seven, seven and a half hours of this music uh, while I'm playing. And that's not even the time I've watched people play, you know, this game. Um, and it's still good. So, that's good. I don't know if I'll continue it on Monday or not. I uh, I haven't really decided. It's one of those things where I'll kind of forget that it's Monday. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, what am I going to play today? And I'm like, oh, right, Mario Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. sure. I guess I'll play this. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are a couple other games, uh, Mario ROM hacks that I may try. Uh, a couple of them are not Kaizo games, so they're still fairly challenging, but like, I don't think one of them has a single shell jump in it. So it's not like a, you know, that tier of play is required but you still have to have you know some precise jumping and whatnot it's a good middle ground as well um for someone that isn't um as experienced with the uh, genre or play style yeah yeah um so after that and kind of after between Oberdin and mario monday um i was like all right i want to go ahead and uh not get through because I'm enjoying, but I wanted to continue the Lunar 2 comparison uh, where I'm comparing the Lunar Eternal Blue Sega CD game to the Lunar 2 Eternal Blue Complete PlayStation remake of the game. Um, playing through them at the same time on the same screen. Um, it's not literally at the same time usually. I'll pause one because um, having inputs going to two games is annoying at times. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to be able to focus on one what's happening in one at a time uh so it's easier for comparison you know watching a cutscene on one at a time so uh that type of thing um i am pretty close to beating the game uh i'll probably finish it off this weekend i think um it is a i'm about to sneeze <clears throat> it is a uh it's still fun, and it's interesting to see the changes in this game, because I remember nothing about the remake for Eternal Blue, and I remember almost nothing about Eternal Blue on Sega CD. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of my focus was on Silver Star, the first Lunar game. So a lot of this is um, semi-fresh. I'll, I'll see several parts where I'm like, I don't remember this at all, and then I'll be like, wait, this is vaguely familiar. <laughs> So it's been so long. I mean, it's been over 20 years probably since I played Eternal Blue. Um, Yep. So uh, the the difficulty is still such that the remakes, I think, are harder than their base games. Um, Though Eternal Blue for Sega CD does have a higher difficulty than Lunar 1 did. Um, I still think its remake is harder. Um, and But I do think that the Eternal Blue remake is a lot better than the first remake as well because I, I mentioned this last week some, there wasn't as big of a difference because the Lunar 1 remake 
was made based on systems that Lunar 2 Pro Sega CD used, Lunar Eternal Blue used. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when you go from the Lunar Sega CD, Lunar 1 Sega CD system to the Lunar 2 system uh, for Lunar 1, that's a very jarring change. It's like the spells are not the same. None of this is the same. I, I don't like this, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, too much of a change. And But going from Lunar 2, which those changes were based on, to its remake, it's like, okay, this is this is simpler. Um, it makes more sense to kind of tweak it, if you will. Um, one of the interesting things that they did was in Lunar eternal blue there was a magic experience system so on top of leveling you could put your points into leveling up magic spells for individual characters depending on you know what you wanted to use or per maybe what part of the game you were in because um, like the main character hero his boomerang it's worthless after a certain point so you might upgrade it a couple times early in the game and then never touch it again <laughs> Because it mm -hmm. just doesn't have a purpose. It's not as good as yeah. his, you know, normal sword ability type things. Um, then uh, in the remake, that system is completely gone. You just gain spells and upgrade spells as you level. And I found myself really disliking the lack of the magic experience system because spells, as a consequence, didn't do the same thing. Or even if they did the same thing, they cost a lot more uh, MP. So they weren't as MP efficient as the old spells. So a strategy in a fight would be entirely different. Um, for example, Ron Farr, he's, you know, the main healer. His base heal in both games is 4 MP. Very cheap. You're healing one person. Totally cool. Um, yeah. The... Heal everyone's spell, however, in Lunar 1, is, or sorry, Lunar 2, or Lunar Eternal Blue <laughs> for Sega CD, is 7 MP. So even if you're only healing two people, that's more efficient than casting heal, the, you know, single target heal on both of them. So that's good MP efficiency. In the Lunar 2 remake on PlayStation, that same spell costs 12 MP. So you need mm. to be, it, you basically have to have three or more people to heal before it's worth casting that, uh, as far right. as, you know, the cost goes. But in combat, people are going to be taking damage. And, you know, it just, it rarely is worth it, even with the way characters take damage in combat. So you're almost always casting at an inefficient value. Uh, and then later on, as I mentioned, spells upgrade as you level. I leveled, so now that same spell, which heals a ton more uh, health, of course, because it's upgraded, now costs 24 MP. And based on how much mana uh, Ronfar has, I think it's like, at this point, I can cast it five or six times, and then he's out. So hmm. it's like, well... You didn't really scale this properly. <laughs> um, yeah. And another spell I was using as an alternative, it functioned completely different in Sega CD. 
Uh, Sega CD, he has a spell. So talking about the healer because he's one of the main issues with this because he's so important. But the he has a spell where you target an enemy and then it absorbs, takes the damage to the enemy first, and then based on that value, distributes it evenly amongst the party. Um, so you know, say you take a hundred, then everybody gets twenty if you have five people in your party. And you get that, that 20 is a flat rate. doesn't matter how much they're missing or have. It doesn't like adjust, you know, based on what's left over. There is no overflow consideration. So everybody just gets a flat 20, whether they need it or not. Right. Um, and that's how it works. So it's basically, you know, a group heal. It's not very strong, but it's only, it was only 10 MP. So very cheap, right? Um, in comparison to the group heal. So if I needed just that little bit of a touch and I still wanted to damage the enemy as a nice in between the two spells. Um, or, sorry, since I was the Sega City I'm talking about, it was 7 for that. So then 10 to do damage and then that little bit of a heal. Um, in PlayStation, the spell targeted an enemy and then only gave Ronfar that health. So... It was no longer a group heal, so it kind of became almost worthless because mm. I could single target heal for 4 MP, heal himself, or I could spend 10 MP, which is the same cost as the spell on PlayStation as well. They didn't change that one, actually, but I could use that same 10 MP to do a different ability, and it's a little riskier because his whole gamble mechanic but I could do like double damage for the same amount of MP to the enemy. I just wouldn't gain health. Um, or I might take some damage depending on the roll. But it's, it was odd. And then I just did some grinding, um, because I'm not one of the most difficult bosses in the game. And it upgraded that ability for him. So now, now he is, now it will cast on everybody or all enemies. Or, no, it'll, God, I'm getting confused now. <laughs> but basically, <laughs> it heals the entire group now, but it costs 30 MP. So I'm like, okay, this is nice that it finally, you know, will heal everyone. And it heals them for a lot, but now it's super expensive. Um, yeah. It is, yeah, it's all enemies, so... That's what makes it so powerful. So instead of just stealing from one enemy like 100 health and then dividing it at 20 each, it steals from everything. So stealing 100 from, you know, six enemies, that's a 600 uh, health pool to pull from. So everybody's gaining at least 100 um, in a mm. party of five. So really useful. But again, costs, <laughs> costs 30 MP. Um, and now that healing everyone costs 24, so it's like, well, six more MP to damage all enemies. It's very situational at that point. Um, kind of mainly useful on bosses, but still, he has 200 MP right now in my game. That's six casts of that, uh, really of either. So it's like, okay, well, it's, and uh, neither one of these is really great when it comes to MP efficiency. And that's kind of been the big story for the remakes. Their MP yeah. efficiency is terrible. Um, I think Lunar 2, is a, a yeah Lunar Two remake is a little better than Lunar One remake when it comes to efficiency. Um, it wasn't quite as bad, but it was very bad still. Um, I'm not seeing really these same issues in the Sega City versions. So, 
they're, you know, minor changes. And like I said, the Lunar 2 remake is definitely better than the first remake. But still mechanically too different, I think, um, when it comes down to it. Uh, I actually had someone pop into my Twitch stream and apparently their favorite game is the Lunar 1 remake and they've never played the Sega CD mm-hmm. version. So when they said that, I was like, well, that's unfortunate because it's a terrible game. <laughs> they, uh, Chris, the destroyer <laughs> of childhoods, the uh, shatterer of, of dreams. Yeah, I was like, you need to go play Sega CD. It's, it's a big difference. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that's been my primary gameplay this week. Um, like I said, I think I'll finish it this weekend. Um, I'm really looking forward to it because I'm almost to the end and, um, it's been so much fun. I don't know what I'm going to do after this. <laughs> I got to the point where I'm like, Whoa. all right, well, what else can I do like this? What other games can I play with their remakes? I'm like, I don't think there's any that are worth doing, you know? Yeah. Maybe yeah. A, like a Final Fantasy three or four type thing, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess on to my week then. Yep. I have no other movies than the obvious, uh, no other TV shows, obviously. Uh, games. Uh, I'll talk uh, talk briefly about an odd and off when I've been playing one of my in between games. Uh, and what spawned me to play this is that I was at a game store, uh, one of my local game stores, and I saw this game. If I'm not mistaken, I could have swore I saw this game advertised or on the shelves for the Switch. And I was like, wow, I mean, you know what? And I, I, I was just really taken aback. I was like, all these games that I feel like I've seen on Steam and these, you know, indie titles that have, they're mm-hmm. just all being pushed to the Switch. I think that's awesome. Yeah. There's another platform for people to play these games on and on the go as as a good Steam game is. A lot of these Steam games are, are just great for portable slash uh, pick up, put down uh, real quick session type games. Um, and the game is called Abelos, A-B-B-E-L-O-S. So I saw this and I, I while I was the one side of my brain was commenting on the fact that uh, so many Steam, these uh, indie games are getting brought to Ste- uh, uh, Nintendo Switch. The other one was just kind of dismissing the game because I said, oh, yeah, well, I've already got that game on Steam. And I think that's one of the ones that I try. And it was like, OK, you know, you know it's whatever. So I got home uh, and a couple days later on a random on a random uh, try, I, I found it on my steam list and opened it up and said oh no i have not played this game at all so sure let's see what this is about the artwork got me immediately it's sprite based with some really good cartoony effect style graphics and it's basically a platforming uh slash em up a bit it's got uh, metroidvania stuff in it go figure it's right up my alley and uh, it's got you can upgrade your weapons, you can upgrade your armor. You're going here and there trying to find uh, items to let you progress and keys to let you progress. You're going through dungeons and uh, a lot of platforming, a little bit of puzzle solving, and it's just a good old throwback to that style game again. If you don't want the Steam version, if you have a Switch, they do have it for the Switch, but yeah, that's the version I got. It's not a super difficult game at all especially with all the upgrades that they get that that come your way there is a i mean even the steam page on my steam uh, app 
the picture for Abelos says hard mode now available. So, I mean, if you think the mode, the standard mode is too easy, you can always bump up the difficulty. It's mm-hmm. been just fine for me. I mean, again, as I've touted many times, I'm not, I don't profess to be the world's greatest at beating difficult games. And when I do, I know where to go. So this game has been fine so far. Um, uh, I think there was a YouTube channel or so. Oh yeah, duh! Something I did watch recently because uh, I'm always promoting the Easy Allies. The Easy Allies Hall of Greats induction number nine was released a couple days ago, as of this recording. I have watched it. It's another good one. So that makes nine so far. That's 18 total games they have in their uh, Hall of Greats. For those that don't know, I mean, please go check the video out. They'll explain the whole Hall of Greats to you when you watch the video. But the, the general idea is, unlike me, who only has a top 15 of all time video game list, they're trying to make basically a a hall, uh, just a, a many, many video games that they believe are basically, as the title says, and that belong in the Hall of Greats. And there's a lot of good ones in there. They they debate and discuss back and forth why a game... They present a game, someone will present a game, and they present a case of why they believe it should be in their Hall of Greats, and then everybody else will get to discuss uh, negative points or basically tell them why maybe it doesn't belong, and then everybody gets to vote, and then two games are picked. So this is their ninth one, and they do this around about every three or four months. I've enjoyed every single one of these from the first. The rules have kind of come and go, have, have changed over time, true enough, but the spirit is still there, and it's, it's a good watch. So I definitely, I saw that um, when it got released and then watched it immediately. Uh, Real quick, think is, while uh-huh. you're thinking... Um, there was something that we didn't talk about news-wise. There is a Steam sale thing going on that end already. The uh, Golden Week sale uh, ends uh-huh. on the 6th, oh, so yes. it's almost over, actually. So, <laughs> yep. I guess yep. not I saw super that. worth talking about, but it is a yep. thing going on. But I did pick up a few games uh, kind of strapped for money at the moment, so I only picked up a few little cheap ones. Uh, it's going to be funny whenever I do have money. I'm just going to get my list bought and be done with it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I definitely picked up a couple and we'll, you know, I'll get to them eventually. They just got added to the list. One in particular was God Eater 2, which I was sold on God Eater 3 by either Easy Allies or Giant Bomb or Castle Super Beast guys. One of the one of those three, I forget. And I've heard that God Eater 2 is just as good, so uh, we'll see. I think it's akin to Monster Hunter-style gameplay. Uh, mm. I have not played it at all. I was going to watch a quick look the other day, and I just I never got around to it. So that's, that's one of the quote-unquote bigger ones that I've played. Uh, I am still working on Danganronpa. Danganronpa. It's, uh, I, I'm understandably Sekiro kind of came in and slashed through that game. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still aware of where I am in Danganronpa. I have not lost that mental place. I know I'm about to get into another, uh, uh, uh trial. So that's fine. I can pick that back up whenever I'm done with Sekiro, which Sekiro is what I'm working on now. And uh, believe it or not, this is not going to be a very long uh, uh, week, especially for Sekiro for me. Uh, I am 
for lack of a better phrase, kind of kind of making fairly good progress through this game. Um, I feel like I really did get bogged down at the beginning. I mean, my whole entire review of this game has flipped upside down since now that I've actually been able to make fucking progress. And I know that <laughs> sounds so bad to say because that's not... I mean, that's not the spirit of what Dark Souls is. And as a gamer, that should never be what it is. Like, oh, you just like it now because you're actually winning. Kind of, sort of, it's true because I was like getting walled on something and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing wrong. And then when I figured it out, it was like, yeah, it's the shit. You should already know how to do this. This should already have been in your in your bag of tricks. So in any event. Whatever the case was, I'm now going through it. I have died to every boss at least four or five times, like standard, but I'm doing the typical thing. I'm 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 backing away, I'm watching patterns, I'm now trying to perfectly execute my blocks and my and my uh uh, parries and my deflections and all that stuff. I'm acquiring new abilities. And trying to use them appropriately, trying to figure out what abilities work on not only what bosses, but what uh, uh, moves that they do that I can use those abilities against, stuff like that. Um, I, I have been through a couple bosses that have had multiple phases, particularly there was like a main story boss that, I, that had a second phase, and that was a... Uh, believe it or not, I beat him on my first try, and I, I don't think that's the first time in this game that's happened, but that was nerve-wracking, because the, the first phase took me probably a good 10 to 15 minutes, because I, again, like every other boss, I was trying to figure out his patterns and everything, and then I was, I only had, I think, six five or six uh gourds and i was down to one and then the phase shifted and i said oh fuck <laughs> but then i kept so if 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 i'm ex if i'm using random numbers here the first phase took me about 15 minutes the second phase i drug out for what felt like half an hour i kept running and backing away and watching moves and getting in close when i knew i had to get in close and over time, my health kept depleting, depleting. I skipped the gourds and did a couple seeds. My seeds ran out, so I skipped over back to the gourd, used my last gourd. Uh, just getting little jabs here and there, but backing away in total fear and just back and forth. I had, there's no doubt in my mind that one more hit and I would have died. And I, I got the last stroke in. Yeah. And yeah, that stuff like that is, is very fun. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, I, I um, certainly know how that is. I uh, something I completely forgot about um, on when I was playing Lunar last night. I mentioned I'm on you know one of the hardest bosses in Lunar two, and I was playing it on Sega CD, and I got down to where the boss wiped everybody but my magic user, my main magic user, and she has no healing capabilities. So all my healing was the few items she had equipped. Um, in wow. our inventory to use. So I was like, all right, well, it's time to reset, but I'll let this play out just to, you know, see um, how fast she dies, you know, kind of get a feel for damage and all that stuff on her in particular. So I use all my healing items up and, you know, do offensive magic as I can. And then I have my, do use my last item. I'm like, all right, well, she's dead. And then 
She gets hit. She has a few health left. Cast one more spell. It kills the boss. <laughs> I was literally one one turn from death. Didn't expect yep. to win. I didn't think the boss was that low. And then the little bit of damage that she was doing <laughs> was enough to kill wow. him. That was such a great feeling. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm enjoying Sekiro. Again, I've got to wait till I finish this game before I decide where I want to put it. I've heard many people, I mean, look, spoiler warning for the Hall of Greats number nine. Somebody put Sekiro in. Not only did they put Sekiro in, they were talking about how they obviously prefer this game over Dark Souls 1. And that was their favorite. I can't make that call right now. Uh, if I did, there's no telling if it's going to change later. So I really don't want to say where I put it at right now. Sure. All you need to know right now is that this is a From Software game. And it lives up to that legacy. I am enjoying it. Dis- <clears throat> Excuse me. Despite the changes that it has made. Despite the... The, the direction the game is gone, the stuff that you need for this game to be a from 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 software game is definitely there, and the combats, I, I'm enjoying it. There, uh, point of fact, when I got to an area where basically you fight enemies that don't have any weapons, they're essentially monks, and a couple of them you can. F- handle pretty easily some of them go nah we've got skills just like you do and we will fuck (laughs) you up and they do and but just like any other enemy you will learn the patterns you will figure out when to do what to do and you will you should be able to triumph uh i don't know where i am progress wise through this game i have so many buddhas open and unlocked i have so many areas uh open I've beaten so many bosses and what I feel like I've cleared basically large areas. I will also tell you this for anybody that's hesitant with this game, even to this day, uh, as you can go back and listen to early episodes where I talked about the, the struggle of mine with this game, both physically the game itself not working and the actual gameplay. Once you get past the first couple bosses, once you start gaining powers, and again, whether you think this is to its detriment or not is up to you. I think you can make the argument that if you don't want to use them, you don't even have to use them, but I use every one of them. I want every fucking advantage this game gives to me. Uh, The game does start giving you power-ups fairly regularly. You're going to be able to increase your health. I've already done it a couple times. You're going to be able to add more gourds than just the one that you start with. I've got close to six now, or if not seven. You're going to be able to increase your attack power over and over and over again. I think I'm on like attack power four or five by now. I forget which. And you can definitely see the changes. Now, let me let me let me make this clear though. An example, I fought the ogre, which is a very early boss, multiple times. We're talking I died at this guy well over 40, 50 times. And again, I refer you to the other the earlier episodes where I talked about why I was dying. But I I had the initial patterns down for the ogre so to memory i could tell you i'm gonna run in and get one two three four five six back off one two three four five back off and i knew exactly where his health was going to be i could 
tell basically how much damage my slashes were doing. When I got the first power-up that increased my attack ability, I went back to fight him after that, I could see the difference. Now, am I talking about I went from taking 1, 2, 3 points of damage to 16, 48, 122 points? No, no, it wasn't that noticeable, but it was noticeable. And the more increases you get to these things, the more you are going to see a difference. If I was to not use these items and be where I am in the game right now, could I beat these enemies and mid-bosses? Yes, I could. It would just take much longer. It would be more blocking, more dodging, more evading, more blocking, more deflecting, as opposed to I feel like I'm now, I feel like the power scale works for you. It gives you that small sense of, okay, you're going to be able to do this a little easier now. Mm -hmm. Not, we want you to wipe the floor, but not, okay, it's one enemy. We don't want you to sit here for eight minutes. You know, it's just, I can feel myself getting more powerful, not only with the physical attributes that my character is getting, but also the abilities that you gain as well. You're going to use a lot of them quite often. So, I'm glad the game is, I'm glad that I have gotten the game down properly i'm glad that i have picked up on what the game was throwing down uh, it sucks that it took so long but it I'm, I'm doing it and i'm making my way through the bigger question for me as i progress through this game is what am i really gonna do once i finish there is a shit ton of games on steam i still have that i need to either start or try to work on uh, I've, t I've tipped up this idea a few times in my mind, Chris, and I don't even know how I'm going to do it, but I really feel like this might be a, just a solid backlog year for me. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this feels like, again, looking out in the at the horizon of games coming out this year, almost like movies coming out this year. I don't, I don't know what else is there for me. There's nothing out there that I really see that I want to pre-order or have or, or want so bad that I know it, I'm going to get it on or very soon to release date. So yeah. maybe this is a good year for me to go back and look at, you know, PlayStation or, or, or an N64 or NES or Genesis or whatever, and go back and find some of those games that I know I wanted to play and mm -hmm. never got around to, you know, what do you think? Yeah, that, that's one of those things. And that kind of remind me of, I was I've been looking at Days Gone since they released the E3 trailer. It's just released last week, I think, something like that. Um, but I didn't talk about it because I didn't play it, and I saw something that kind of put me off of it. It was like Days Gone is the most average game. It's like it's a solid seven out of ten, but it's completely average in any way. Um, and that I was like, eh. That doesn't sound like fun, you know? It doesn't sound like something I want to yeah. put a bunch of time into. But then right. I was watching uh, Dropped Frames, uh, the Twitch uh, show that uh, It Me JP hosts with Ezekiel III and Co Carnage. And they, uh, well, Co and JP have played. Actually, all three of them have played. And JP was the one that said it was, you know, a 7 out of 10, very average game. And he actually stopped playing it because of that. But wow. apparently about 20 hours in, it really starts to pick up. So mm, they apparently <laughs> screwed up the beginning. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, you know, he stopped before that mark. So he didn't see this ramp up and 
I don't know if he's going to go back and play it, but after hearing them talk about it, I might look at it some more. I haven't watched anything just in case I decided to play it. Um, Mm -hmm. I might wait until next week's drop frames and see if, you know, what their final conclusions on it is um, to kind of decide if I want to play it or not. But I don't know what's coming up that I'm really looking forward to either. I'd have to actually check the list. Um, but yeah. I'm kind of reclined at the moment, so it can wait. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, you need to um, be relaxed for the topic today. Yeah, yeah. I was sitting back, getting ready for a long discussion. Yeah. So, uh, and and I have no plans. Uh, I really don't. Man, I'm sure I can go back through all of my generations' libraries and just start randomly picking out games. And mm-hmm. I think the I think the there's two big challenges for me if I go through a backlog. One is actually buckling down and going, okay, even if I'm kind of sort of interested in this, play it. You know, play it, give it a chance. If I like it, I'll get into it. If I don't, well, give it, you know, fucking 20, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever. And then if you don't like it, go away. But I know there are plenty of titles that either people have recommended or I know got, you know, good traction or whatever. And I've looked at it and went, eh, it's uh, out me. So I need I need to give the Miz a try. I'm not uh, we're not talking about, OK, just play everything. And even when I know it's garbage, go for it for the lulls. No, if I'm doing a backlog, it's it's shit that I need to play. Yeah. Um, yeah there are RPGs also I need to go the, back and play. Exactly. Uh, I was just talking to Adam today about going back through and uh, I, I, I don't need to do this because we're talking another 150, 200 hours worth of time. And I was like, man, I wasn't thinking about going back into Witcher 3 again because, God, Witcher 3 was so good. But if I really want to get some Witcher 3, I don't have to go that far. I really have one. I have the other DLC, the um, uh, Blood and Wine, I believe is what it's called. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's an entire DLC that uh, apparently, from what I hear, I've heard a lot of people say not only is it just as good as Heart of Stone, it's even better. And I was like, yeah, you know, they make they don't put out mediocre quality shit for Witcher 3. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. So if I really want to play some more Witcher 3, it's a matter of do I want to play the whole game over again, which would be great. Or do I just want to jump in, do the DLC and leave. So sure. we'll, that's 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 one of thousands of ideas. But the other big challenge for me as far as a backlog is concerned uh uh, Chris, have you ever went to any of these backlog websites like the Backloggery or any of those? No, never even heard of them. Okay. Well, there are, and I'm going to say that there are many, but I do know of one, and I do believe it is called the Backloggery. It's a website that, as you would imagine, you go through and you can create a backlog. The problem is, and this was a year ago, maybe two years ago, that I looked into this and immediately gave up. I think the... I think creating the backlog is super tedious. If I remember correctly, when I started this, I figured it was going to be something like we're going to pull up all 700. You just click on Nintendo and we're going to pull up all 790 something games for the Nintendo. And you just click played it, not played it, need to play it, add to the log whatever and i sure. i think the interface was more like no you have to type in the game name find the game and then add or check mark details game by game 
by game. And no, I ha- I I am not Gerard the completionist. I am not uh, <laughs> a classic gaming room. I've played maybe two thousand games in my life. Those guys have played like fifty thousand. I'm nowhere near their league, but mentally trying to tell myself I need to go game by game and put you know I have played it or I want to play it that sounds fucking tedious I gave up on that venture really quick so I may do some research and see if there are other backlog type websites out there and give those a go if the interface is easier for me to use I may I may try that out maybe I should build Um, something like that (laughs) sounds like a fun little project Uh, I've heard of other play, uh, uh, another idea that I've heard about is people doing like the 100, 100 game challenge or something like that. Like you try to play 100 specific video games in a year, something like that. It's something else to look into. Um, I have a lot of games on my shelf. I have plenty of games in my Steam library. There's no doubt in my mind there are plenty of ways for me to just go pick out stuff at random. But mm-hmm. I would really like to make a good, genuine, giant composite list for anybody to be able to go on to themselves and be like, oh, look, at here's all the games he's played. Here's, here's games that he 100%ed. Fun fact, Chris, I actually have a notebook that I started doing this in about a decade and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I had it just like that. When I started playing a game, I would write that game in the book. Uh, when I beat it, I would put that I beat it. And if I went back and did everything possible or 100%ed it, I would make another mark. But the problem is I just I just got too lazy with it. I just yeah. stopped putting names in it. And even when I made that, uh, I made it all by memory. And I only had like three, 400 games in it total. And that was a long time ago. So I'd like to do that again, especially for the backlog mindset, you know, of wanting to go back and, and put games that, yeah, I want to put a tick by this because I'm remotely interested. And that's enough for me to want to go play it. Because if you're talking about console to console and including PC, oh my God. We joke about our backlogs, but I'm telling you, if you really sat down and plotted out a backlog, I don't know if I have enough time. Even if I retired, I don't know if I have enough time. Yeah. So, just something I've been kicking around in my head. Uh, so, yeah, as far as my week goes, that's pretty much it. Uh, a lot of Sekiro uh, and a lot of uh, playing a Bellos in between, just as like a breather. And... To what our topic is for this episode. All right. Which is, yeah, it's fucking time. Let's do it, Chris. I have been awaiting this all week, all mm. week after seeing it. So this topic for this week's episode is going to be much like a God of War episode that we've done in the past. We're just going to be gushing, talking about, discussing Avengers Endgame. Uh, Chris has seen it. I have seen okay. it. And uh, it's it would be genuinely difficult to talk about this thing without spoilers. So uh, I will throw out, or we will throw out our our quick uh, spoiler-free recommendation, and then we're going to make a spoiler alert, and then we're going to get right into it. Uh, I will tell you now that I have been waiting for this movie ever since Infinity War ended. I have... Mm-hmm. It's, it's been in my mind. I have tried my best to be an adult about it and just push it out and not think about it because doing so would make time slow down. 
But every time that I did think about it was, oh, I can't wait. I really cannot wait. I can't wait to see how all this wraps up. I can't wait to see how the story ends, how the story goes, where the story goes. My hype has been at a very low grumble these past several months. This past week or two, especially this past month, it's gotten to it was very loud and this the the week itself was just this is going to be the longest week in fucking history for me i know it i know it <laughs> thankfully it finally came and went the day of i was had a lot to do so luckily the time went by and i didn't have to think about it too much the friday beforehand i was just going out of my mind i was just all right i gotta get this fucking last work day over with and go home and fucking indulge in video games and make the, make the time go by and i couldn't wait i was getting super excited and technically i've been super excited about this for years period because this is a 22 movie currently a 22 film giant arc that was concluded with uh, on the heels of avengers infinity war which is up there in probably my top three of the mcu movies and yeah. i will tell you now with all that weight and all that hype for me it was worth it i enjoyed it I'm it sucks I had to wait but I did the wait like everybody else and everything paid off had a damn good time of course I recommend this of course I recommend that you not only go back and watch Infinity War but if you haven't watched all these movies go back and just fucking take your time and watch them all just yeah. get into this because again this I would argue even more so than Game of Thrones this stuff was these movies were made for everybody this is not for just the comic book nerds. This is not just for superhero, you know, geeks. This these movies are made for the general audience to get in and have fun and and cry and laugh and cheer people on for everybody. And this movie caps all that off. Does a great job. I enjoyed it. Had a good time. Of course, I recommend it. Chris, spoiler free. Let's go, man. Yeah, I. When I left the theater, I I was my thoughts were a bit jumbled on this because yes, it's mm -hmm. a good movie. Yes, I would recommend it. But there were there was a while where it felt kind of too slow. Um, uh -huh. It was very much a slow burn. Um, there there was of course you know action in the movie, but I felt like maybe it wasn't enough. I don't know. It was. Mm -hmm. I can't look at one single part and go, that shouldn't have been in the movie. It was yeah. more like, okay, this is interesting, but it it felt almost fillery, if you will. It's I, mm -hmm. I still I've had a week to think about it and I still cannot <laughs> properly articulate this, <laughs> how what it is that just kind of triggers this reaction in me. Um, but it it felt a little off, you know. I, yeah. I, 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 I want to add, I'm sorry as well. I, while I do recommend this and it was a great movie and I did have a great time. Let me just throw this out there for audience as well. So I don't, I'm, I don't want to kneecap this at all, but I put personally invented um, infinity ward, a 5.0 at a game pro rating of the big red lit up face End game 4.5 really excited face with a thumb up. Because I as well have some complaints. I have some things that I complained about. Whereas in Infinity War almost had nothing. I had a rip-roaring time in Infinity War. This one, I had a great time. 
Mm-hmm. So I feel you. And I feel like once we get into the spoiler talk, that's going to come to light. I feel like you okay. and I are going to get get all those points out. Trust me. So don't yeah. feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I would place Infinity War above Endgame, I think. Um, yeah, that, that was my immediate thought, too. Yeah. yeah. But it's not like it stomps on the movie like, yeah, Endgame was garbage. It's, no, no. If right. I had to pick and you ask me which I think is better, immediately Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but like I said, I would recommend it. Um, I <laughs> I liked how last week you asked me the question, uh, spoiler free, if Ant Man and the Wasp, if there was any relevance. I was like, yeah, there is a little bit, you know, little piece in it, and it turned out <laughs> that was in the movie, and it was yeah. not a little piece. <laughs> yeah. So, if you yeah. have not seen Endgame, and you have not seen Ant Man and the Wasp yet. Go watch Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, uh, it is necessary. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. I mean, you. I'm. I'm sure with the opening weekend being 1.2 billion dollars, <laughs> uh, we don't. Little end of time cast doesn't have to be. You know the the important factor in your life to make you go see this movie, but. Uh, it's good to know that, yes, we as well enjoy this movie. Again, I do say that it was fun. It was very entertaining and it was worth the wait. It, it, it capped everything off. It, it all, everything was tied in a little bow and it was just, it was just bravo clap of a movie was worth the wait. I'm telling you, Chris, when the movie started, uh, my wife, of course, we, we both saw it We sitting right by each other. I was kind of jittery throughout all the previews. <laughs> um, and then when the movie started, there was just an audible, like I sat back in the chair and just... <sighs> I didn't say it out loud, but in my head, I was like, you're here, man. Finally. Finally, you are here. This is this is happening. The movie's here. Let's, let's fucking do this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I enjoyed it. So, all right, folks, there you go. You've heard it. You've heard it. You know, you know what we think about it. As of this point right now in this podcast, we are about to jump into spoiler, as in especially the way that I would like to do this. We are going to blow this fucking movie wide open. So I would strongly recommend not only for spoilers for Endgame, but because there are so many callbacks to previous uh mcu films i would say spoiler warnings full fucking stop okay because i may get excited about something and and bring up something from another movie and that might take away a moment for you so please if you are not familiar like truly familiar and i don't you don't have to know every single 100 aspect of every single movie you don't have to recite the movie to us but if you are not comfortably familiar with the entire mcu stop listening now please go catch up and come back to this episode after you've seen Endgame as well. That way you have the full experience. Mm-hmm. But especially, most importantly, if you have not seen Infinity uh, Avengers Endgame as of this moment in this recording right now, please, fair warning, please stop listening, go watch Endgame, and pick it up from this timestamp whenever you have. Uh, we're going to be talking about positives, negatives, but the point is we're going to be talking about this entire movie. That's 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 what's going to happen. So, spoiler warning for Avengers Endgame. You have been warned. Here we go. 
All right. So I have debated this whole week. Not only have I been excited about wanting to talk about this with you, Chris, mm-hmm. but I've been debating on how I want to do this. Um, I will tell you now, Chris, I have seen this movie a total of three times. <laughs> so there's so there's that. Uh, and okay. I needed to. I needed to because uh, the first for, for first reason was well the most important reason I had so many of the moments before and after the main battle in my head and because so much went on during the main battle aside from the big haha moment hits I almost didn't remember much about it and that's not a detriment to the battle itself it's just I was I, I think I was too excited. I think I was too into it to be to pay strict enough attention. I was more just going wowie zowie the whole time, as opposed to when the story stuff was going on. It was a slower pace, and I could kind of take mental notes. Plus, at any time in the theater that I saw this, I didn't bring a notepad or a paper, so I needed to see it enough times to try to keep this shit in my head. I really thought Come about f- doing that. <laughs> yeah. Come to find out, Chris, I didn't need to do that because after the first time that I saw this movie I came home and this fucking spoiler warning was off for me so I got to watch giant uh, 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 sorry Red Letter Media's review and Easy Allies review and uh, so uh, Comic Pops review and I watched so many in-game reviews and discussions just because I I like to hear it I like to hear come on I'm a YouTube guy all about listening to people's opinions and uh, and all that stuff and i heard a lot of things that i missed and i'm like okay when i go back and watch this again i'm definitely going to pick up on this and check that out and yeah most of what i found out was true i've watched um, so zero. not only f- <sighs> you've watched zero reviews yep oh i mean that's fine not never not everybody does that you know that's it's not for everybody but definitely for me i i was excited and i wanted to hear opinions which of course across the board unanimously everybody loves it but i also found out thankfully much like you and me some people a lot of people did have some problems here and there and and that was good um how many times have you seen it chris just the one just the one okay and that's fine too again it does it's <laughs> one time's kind of all you need but yeah, you know you want more. <laughs> I'll watch it when it's available uh, digitally. Right, um, right. I did uh, actually. You're gonna have to. I, I was thinking. I was like, I need to go watch Infinity War again. Now that I've seen Endgame, I kind of want to go watch Infinity War on Netflix just to refresh my memory on it. Um, right. Because and I actually thought about doing it before it, but even afterwards, I was like, there are still things I kind of want to go back and refresh my memory on. Yep. And yeah, so the, so the movie came out. If 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 my understanding of of early releases is to be correct, this game came out around pretty much eight nine o'clock on a Thursday, and I did not get to see this until nine thirty on a Saturday <laughs> or the following Saturday. So. so- hyper mode for spoilers hyper defense mode of of clicking Mm -hmm. off things and not talking to people and yada 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 and thankfully all that paid out because i did not have any of the movie spoiled and i didn't have any of the asshole things where somebody runs in a theater and says something stupid either so thankfully the whole entire experience itself was spoiler free and i got to ingest it all as as it was meant to be yeah so funny story before we actually get into the meat of the movie I so Friday 
it was either Thursday or Friday. I had looked online at the tickets and I was like, okay, there are all the times are still open. You know, none of them are grayed out. So no rush on buying the tickets. You know, I wasn't exactly sure when I'd see it. Um, and then mm-hmm. Saturday rolls around and um, we had plans on Sunday. So I was like, well, maybe I'll wait and go see it, you know, Sunday after we're done um, since I'm already going to be out and stuff. And as the day went on, I was like, you know what? I don't want to wait. <laughs> so I went online yeah. to get my tickets and we started going through the show times and I was like, all right. And it's like, oh, only handicapped seats available. Oh, only handicapped seats. So it went through and I started at like 11 in the morning or whatever time it was. We were like, maybe it's closer to 12 or something like that. But I was like, mm-hmm. okay, just started going through times because they're showing like every five to 15 minutes, you know, being how big it mm-hmm. is. And it wasn't until like eight o'clock that a showing appeared where there was a seat, but it was like front row off to the side, you know, terrible angle seat. I was like, eh, I ended up not going to a showing until 1020 that night. Wow. So I yeah. was, <laughs> I didn't walk out of the theater until like 2 a.m. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was worth it, though. It was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, reeling this back on track, the, where I was going with any of this is that I was trying to figure out how I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I'd like to do is basically kind of how we did God of War. Uh, I'm going to go through, try to go through the movie beat by beat. And if, if I say a scene or something that recalls a memory or something in your mind, by all means, spit it out, you know, uh, and I will the same and. I basically want to go through this whole movie because I feel that way I can get the positives and the negatives out. And if not, I'm just going to bounce all over the place like a fucking rabbit. (laughs) And I can't I can't do that. I'm going to try my best to make this as clear and concise with all the details and all the all the moments, just like I did with God of War. And I encourage you to as well, Chris. Neither one of us had the movie in front of us, so I kind of halfway cheated and used like all the reviews combined and just kind of took little little story beat notes mm-hmm. and hopefully those will be enough to jog any any fond memories you had or yeah. any negative memories i have the so. synopsis up so <laughs> oh okay well there's that too so yeah. um yeah all right so uh r- r- really 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 tiny quick before the movie even started none of the previews really i didn't really see anything i was interested in i mean there was a star wars trailer that i've already seen once again and I think there was one trailer that I actually don't know what the trailer was because as soon as I saw it, it was another trailer. I ran to take a piss again real quick just to get that out of the way. So uh, slight disappointment that has absolutely nothing at all to do with the movie. I figured that with this movie being as huge as it was or I knew it was going to be, that this would be a prime time for like the fucking you know, H bomb of trailers of, Oh, this movie's yay. But no, it was, you know, detective Pikachu and, and star Wars. And I don't even remember the other one. Yeah. So. You know, the other one I saw was the new X-Men movie, dark Phoenix. Oh yeah. And the um, Phoenix one again. Yeah. I, I realize that a lot of people don't like the current X-Men movies. I don't hate any of them. I don't, I wouldn't say I dislike any of them. Um, mm-hmm. so seeing the dark Phoenix trailer, which I don't think I've seen before. So this is the first time seeing it. I'm kind of interested in it. I will say that because of the actor that plays professor X, because of the actor that plays, uh, Magneto because, and, and 
possibly they can do Nightcrawler some justice. I am also slightly interested in seeing this, but I've already made a mental note that I'm when this shit comes out on Redbox, that's when I'll see it. I'm not paying to see this in theaters. I'm not hyping sure. it up. And if it's good, if this turns out to be the best of all currently four of this generation of X-Men movies, then I will give it its due proper and say, yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. But so many, uh, an entire other podcast, Chris, of of discussion on the X-Men, <laughs> which hopefully, hopefully all that will be washed away and, and it'll be redone yeah. uh again uh well not again but just so folks know if you're listening to spoiler free uh you already know but yeah no x-men stuff in avengers endgame at all so don't <laughs> my my holy shit tear the roof off fantasy of course did not come true yeah but that's fine that's we'll see what happens in the future with x-men this had nothing to do with x-men this was endgame all right, Chris, here we go. So All right. mo- movie kicks off right off the bat, reminding you at what's at stake and what yeah. happened. That whole scene with Hawkeye and his mm-hmm. family. The moment where I, the first goosebump moment was when he turned around to talk to his daughter and his daughter wasn't there, but you could see the ashes in the wind. Mm-hmm. I said, "Oh no, oh man!" It was I was my heart was already right back in place where Infinity War left off. Yeah, when, didn't need to be there. <laughs> yeah, when I saw, you know, I was avoiding spoilers before seeing it, but one of the reactions I saw from people posting a very innocent thing was they were like, "Yeah, I cried during the movie," and as soon yeah. as that started, I was like, "Well." Yeah, <laughs> I can certainly yeah. see why. And that just continued throughout. Multiple. Uh, no problem admitting it, man, because I'm, I'm a man that's comfortable with everything about his life. There are a couple teary-eyed moments in this movie for me. My wife, mm-hmm. she was a ball like 15 <laughs> different times. Many times in this movie, I looked over at her and I, I just heard her. <laughs> yeah, and and understandably so. There were many, There were many deep moments in this movie. And again, yeah. just for perspective, we're talking about a you know, comic book superhero movies, who, and yet you watch something like that, and having the context of that, if you don't get somewhat emotional over that, something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that moment played in, and uh, funny thing about that is that apparently I I'm gonna have to go back and either do some research on my own or maybe just look up a YouTube video or do a wiki on it. But apparently, uh, so he calls his daughter Hawkeye. He says, "Well, he he says, way to go, Hawkeye.' Yeah. Apparently, in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, that is the first time that that name has ever been used properly like that. Nobody has ever called him Hawkeye in this in these movies, and Avengers one. What's his name? The Doctor Selvig or whatever does say the Hawk, but nobody looks at at, at Clint and goes, "You're Hawkeye." Uh, uh, so the first time that name ever got used was him, Clint, talking to his daughter. I yeah, that was, he was uh, if that's true, agent. that's yeah, yeah. He was always known as Clinton or Clint Barton. So cool, cool little thing. All right, so the movie moves on. God, with this four-hour, seven-hour <laughs> podcast right here, Chris, and I don't give a fuck. So we move on. Uh, in space, we got Tony mm-hmm. and Nebula. They're playing some little paper football. Uh, more character moment right here. 
because Tony is trying to explain to her that, look, not everything is about murder, death, kill. You know, <laughs> you don't have to grab the football out of the air. Just let it happen. I'm going to shoot and try to get a point. You're going to try to shoot and get a point. Oh, I missed. Now you got a chance to win. Huh, you won. Fair game. Shakes her hand. Did you have fun? Yeah, I had fun. Nice little moment yeah. to put. You already know how he is, but it puts her in perspective as well. You know, she is coming. She's coming from a different walk of life completely, but oh, she yeah. is embracing, you know, uh, they're stranded in space. Apparently, they did a lot of good teamwork and they they made the ship livable as much as they could for as long as they could. Air's running out. Supplies are running out. They're dying and they're stranded in space. Tony's made a recording and he sent it back home to people as more pretty much like a goodbye. And he goes to sleep for what what kind of felt like it was going to be his final sleep period yeah until something shows up and it's captain marvel which we know makes sense because in the trailer or the post credits for last movie right before he also got dusted nick fury clicked that button which you know she must have come she must have went somewhere heard the bad news and then went out and saved him so um, this is something I've noticed about a l- many things in this movie is that so many things clicked in a place. You know, you can go back throughout the MCU and go, oh, this happened in Endgame because this happened in that movie and that happened in that movie. You know, they a lot of callbacks, a lot of gears fell right into place. Right. Not all of them, but a good majority of them did. So, oh, okay. So another an- another emotional line small line emotional line but still there uh they get rescued they get brought back to earth they land cap runs out there the 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 the, the people that are that are left over on earth go outside they go to meet the ship tony runs up to uh tony runs up to uh steve he says something i forget what his very first thing he said was and he, he goes i lost the kid and that was just mm-hmm. oh Again, they're still ha- still hammering home that this affected Tony, you know, and Cap being the great man he is, you know, is like, look, man, Tony, we all lost. Like, I know, but come on, man, don't beat yourself up about this. And then that's then the shit gets turned up. Then they go inside and they're having a discussion. Mm-hmm. And Tony is from Tony has went from man i lost the kid and i feel horrible too now i'm pissed off and they're trying to get information and cap's asking tony like do you have any coordinates or anything about him and he's like no i don't have anything Uh, and that whole speech i i have keyed in on this scene every time i've watched this movie now this is such a great this is like civil war to me all over again. This mm-hmm. emotional discussion is one of the reasons I loved Civil War. When Tony is telling Steve and everybody else really like, look, I I what did I say? I wanted to make a shield around the world. I didn't care about freedoms. I didn't care about, you know, things that were going to be intruded upon. I wanted to create a shield around the world to defend over shit like this. And what did you say? No. And yeah. I said, we're, we're going to die. And you said, we do that together. And guess what, Cap? We failed. And you weren't there. And just, I mean, hammering home more character from Tony. Mm-hmm. I loved I loved that entire conversation. In fact, Chris, the line where he says, what are we? We're the Avengers. We're not the pre-Avengers. 
You know, we don't yeah. stop shit before it happens. We're the Avengers, so we let the bad shit happen. And I was like, man, this is this is too good. Uh, Tony has the Tony pretty much passes out after taking off his thing, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the teams trying to figure out what to do next. Uh, Nebula lets out that, hey, I know where he is. We just got to find it. Of course, they find it. And this was the first, this was the moment, Chris. So they go to the garden. They go to the garden where where uh, Thanos is. And this was a moment where, I, man, I don't even know what time. We're talking like maybe 15 minutes or so in the movie. And I was like, yeah. we're, we're, we're doing this. Like, right the fuck now. Mm-hmm. There's no big planning. No gather the rest of the crew. It's, we got these people. Let's fucking go. Yeah, they, they so they fly to the planet, and there's Thanos fucking cooking. Bam! Gets gets his ass handed to him, and they're like, where are the stones? Well, I already used the stones, and I used them to, to, to destroy them. Yet again, Chris, still developing Thanos as a character. Man. Still giving, still giving more to him than just I'm just a villain that weighs my fucking big power dick around. I'm a person. I have mm-hmm. something you can relate to. I realized that now that I've done what I wanted to do with the stones, there's nothing left for them but temptation. For me, for the for anybody, destroy them, get rid of them. All right, well I've destroyed them. So now they're they're gone. Peace. Yeah. Thanos, <sighs> man, what a character. Every single thing he did Every time he opened his mouth, it was amazing. Yes, yes. And this is an argument that I made, or not an argument, this is a discussion I had with Adam, and I've had with other people too, is a a reason why Thanos is such a good villain is you can take any other villain that's not written like him and compare it to him. Look for villains that are, that are, that are, are basically evil just to be evil. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and they fail because at the end of the day, they scream, they pound their fists together, and they go, "I'm going to, I'm going to kill you." Thanos has motive, mm-hmm. he has direction, he has character development, he has character flaws and character traits, and even this scene right here, they showed you even after the fact, Chris, he's already done the snap. What needed to be done is finished, and they're still showing you as a as a living being with thoughts and emotions. He said, there's nothing here but temptation. I don't want that temptation. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Get rid of him. Didn't need that. Didn't have to have that. He's already fucking won, but he won even more. So they're talking back and forth, and then wham! Thor fucking chops his head off. And I love... I love this part as well because of the way they wrote it. When he said, what did you do? He goes, uh, I went for the head. Now, mm-hmm. apparently a lot of people were conflicted on this scene because they didn't know whether to take that as a joke or not. And even me, in the first time I saw this movie, I got that a little spark of that as well. Like, oh, wait, that wasn't really a joke. Well, maybe it kind of was. It felt like it could have been a joke, but whatever. What I got from that scene after watching it the second and the third time especially... There's no music. There's not a like a victory lap. It was just mm-hmm. head off silence. What did you do? I went for the head. And it's what what just happened here, folks, is fucking great. Thanos has already done the bad thing. 
He's already won. He set out to do a goal. He accomplished that goal. The team came in after the fact, and Thor, after the fact, has now chopped his head off. He was... He Thanos told him, you should have went for the head. And then he snapped his finger. Now, all that time from that moment until now, he has had to live with that. He's had to live right. in regret and being pissed off, being emotionally distraught to I'm as any human, as any person, I'm, I have to get my revenge. I have to make up for this. I have to I have to accomplish something. He goes to the <laughs> garden, raw, cuts the head off and he immediately gets personally deflated. That did nothing. I, I, I got my revenge, but I really didn't get anything at all. I didn't accomplish yeah. anything. I just killed Thanos, but Thanos killed half of everything already. So whoop de doo What a what a scene. And then to add more emotion to it, screen goes dark. Five years later. Mm-hmm. Those pauses were I'm pretty sure were intentional. Yeah. And they worked. Is- this is a very interesting point in the movie because it's like, well, what now? It's like, okay, yeah. well, we figured it would kick off action and it really didn't do that at first. And then no. even when there was action, it wasn't a lot of action. It was, bam, you know, doing their thing and okay, it's over. What? Yeah. They Basically, yeah. they've lost even when they won. So what yep. now? <laughs> I mean, the only, the only saving grace it could possibly be is well Thanos could potentially still be a problem we took him out forever but this I mean it's what do you always hear Chris from every movie or every show or every moral lesson killing them is not going to blank Mm -hmm. and that's what this was killing Thanos did not bring anybody back but he was so like this is I've fuck you slice oh wait that actually didn't i didn't feel justified i didn't feel accomplished i feel nothing and he just sulks off and then five years later Mm -hmm. so we get a brief little scene with uh captain america steve rogers holding like basically a little uh uh, feel good powwow with some people he's like uh he's trying to help people Uh, get back on their feet and grief counseling bingo there you go and then, hooray, Master Splinter saves the entire mass, uh, world cinematic Marvel Cinematic Universe because a mouse crawls across <laughs> the dashboard <laughs> of, of uh, uh, oh, oh, come on, Michael, get their names right, Ant-Man, uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Lang's uh, van, and uh, Scott Lang, sorry, pushes <laughs> some uh, some kind of buttons, and then mm-hmm. boom, Ant-Man comes out of the 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 quantum verse or whatever it's called. Quantum realm. Well, quantum realm. Yeah. So now he's back. Ant-Man's mm-hmm. back, and he has to go through the town and go through the world and see what's going on. He's got to catch up on everything, and yet another heartbreaking scene. He goes to this giant. Uh, cemetery like memorial and looks for his daughter. He's looking for his uh for what's her name? I forget the I forget the woman's name, uh Wasp, but he's looking for his daughter's name, particular. He's mm-hmm. looking around, looking around, doesn't find. I don't think he finds the daughter's name. He finds yeah. his. That's right. He finds his name. He's like, wait, what? So he hauls ass back home and finds his daughter, and they get to hug and emotional scene and all that was great. Uh, 
get another cut scene or another scene where uh, Steve is talking to, well, okay, there's a, there's a small scene right before this one where uh, Nat is talking to uh, the Wakandan uh, main guard female. I forget her name. Uh, and Okoye? uh like I believe that. so. I, I, I pronounce it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me neither. Uh I wanna say it Rocket and Captain mm-hmm. Marvel and uh War Machine. And basically they're kind of like a little world and council. Nebula. And Nebula. Oh, I forgot that one. Uh basically talking to all these people and keeping world slash uh galaxy events in check, finding out how basically the status of everybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if it's this scene. I think it's actually a scene prior where people are like, Hey, look, uh Captain Marvel, you're so fucking powerful. Why aren't you here? And she makes up. She makes a solid point. You know, there are thousands of other worlds out there in the universe that are going through the same exact thing the Earth is going through. The difference is they don't have the Avengers. So I'm going around helping people. Okay. Well, then, yeah, that gets explained. And okay, it makes sense. Um, they 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 take off and uh, uh, Cap and Nat talk together for a minute, and then. Scott Lang shows up. Ant-Man shows up mm-hmm. and's like, uh, yeah, so I've been in the quantum realm for a while and I'm here. And that means that time manipulation or dimension manipulation or something, we can something can happen. It's been bugging me, but we can do something and I don't know what, but we need to talk to somebody who can figure out time travel, basically. And if we do, we got a shot at fixing everything. So first place they first person they go talk to is and again this is five years in the future they go talk to uh uh iron man mm-hmm. uh he's had a kid uh obviously him and uh pepper Potts have been married now and they have a kid and he's living the life out in the woods with a really nice house and just chilling yeah and the team shows up and is like look we got a chance and he's like I, he's not hearing it he don't want to have nothing to do with this and they're like look uh, you know time travel and yada yada he's like well first off time travel is not going to work it's not even there's no way that can work but putting that aside i've got a family now i'm not going to risk that mm-hmm. and i love the scene where uh where scott lang is like Look, we we actually have a shot here. I know it's a one in billions of chance, but we actually have a chance. Whether it fails or not, we should totally give that a try. We have a chance. Are you telling me you're not even gonna? And he goes, "No, I'm not even gonna. Sorry, I got a family. I'm not gonna not gonna gamble that." And they're like, "Oh, well, what the fuck are we gonna do now?" So they they go talk to, um. The Hulk. They go talk to Bruce mm-hmm. Banner, and here's going to be the the buddings of my first complaint okay. in this movie, Chris. So they go talk to they go talk to Bruce. Bruce has finally accomplished something that he's been wanting to for a while now. He has he has basically calmed the Hulk to a degree where he can become the Hulk. He becomes Professor Hulk, basically. Right. So he now has the intellect and mind and talking capacity and all this stuff of Bruce Banner, but he has the physical attributes and all the rage and all that of the Hulk. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I was fine with all this stuff. 
even yes chris even when he dabbed i was like okay whatever i thought the scene where where he was like where uh scott lang was like hey you, you want my autograph you know <laughs> ant-man you know and they were like no nah, they don't the whole back and forth is like come on come on they think but they said they want it because no I, no fuck it just give them just, no um this threw a lot of people off and i can understand the cg is like a 8.5 out of 10 I had, a li- I had a little bit of removed every time that Hulk came on the scene because it just wasn't it wasn't hmm. God of War 2018 quality, <laughs> you know? It just a little bit off, but it's okay. I didn't see that. I let I just I let it go because I understood, you know, it's he's CG because he's the Hulk. It did fit well. It just wasn't perfect. But let me just that that wasn't my throw off though. That is not my complaint with Hulk in this movie. Neither is him being Professor Hulk. Much down the road in this movie, in this six-hour podcast, Chris, I will further down the road get to why my complaint for the Hulk. Um, But he's like, yeah, uh, time travel, look, I'm going to tell you bottom line, not really my my expertise, but uh, I give it a try, whatever, sure. Uh, Goes back to Iron Man, uh, and he's fucking up all night it's bugging him it's bugging him and he solves time travel fucking has a, that moment where he's like oh, i figured it out that i just good, good character writing for him always good acting from from robert downey jr period but all that was good yeah uh, and he was when he was doing his little models he's like yeah just do this one it's not gonna work but let's go ahead and yeah. you know basically check it off the list and then it says yeah. success and he's like oh 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 i did it Oh, yeah. it worked. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Just, yep. And the uh, the I love you three thousand line gets coined here. Pretty sweet mm-hmm. moment between him and his daughter, which then gets furthered when he's like, "Yeah, did you know our daughter loves me three thousand, and you were like the six to eight hundred range." I thought that was really funny. <laughs> uh, and he tells Pepper, "Like, look, I've solved it. I've solved time mm-hmm. travel." And he gives her, man, this is what this is a husband thing right here, man true and through and through he's like look i can go fix this but i can't i could stop right now i could put a pin in this and just not and just live the rest of my life with you and the kid being super happy and Mm -hmm. i was like yeah that's that's i felt that emotion from him i felt that sincerity you know even though he is bullheaded i feel like that was one time in this whole entire mcu where pepper could have went yeah just leave it alone and he probably would have done it Oh yeah. Um, this movie was written just so well like that that I felt that at that point. But she, of course, goes, "Nah, I've I've never been able to stop you. It's always been a failure of mine. So go, just do do it. I know you're gonna do it." And blah 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 blah. So, uh, meanwhile, uh, Professor Hulk <laughs> is trying his own little uh diddly bop with uh with ant-man and sending him back in time and there's a little cute little funny scene where they send him back in time and he comes back as like a teenager and he goes back and they're trying to fix it and he comes back as an old man and he goes back and gets sent back again as a baby and they finally fix it and he's like oh someone pissed my pants uh i don't know if it was baby me or old me or just me me but somebody (laughs) pissed my pants Uh, a little funny comedic moment uh Steve's outside and Iron Man shows up 
And he's like, yeah, I figured it out. Let's do this. Oh, by the way, I built you another Captain America shield. And he's like, I hope you like it. You know, I built it for you. And he tells him, thank you. And it's just that I love all these moments between Cap and uh, Iron Man, just having the, you know, the the bonding always happens. You know, it's like they're always they clash the most and yet they come together so, so wonderfully. And this this movie is no different. Uh, you also, this is also the scene where you get the, the, uh, taco delivery professor (laughs) Hulk moment. I thought it was really cute. You know, uh, Mm -hmm. you have the music, the little easy breezy music with Hulk sitting in the back of this teeny tiny little fucking car going down a hill. It's just, okay. Yeah. I'm, 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 it's funny. Cute little moment. Uh, Hulk and was it Hulk and Nebula? go down to new asgard no 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 hulk and rocket went down to new asgard yes and they go talk to hulk i mean a uh, thor because they're trying to get thor involved here is the start of my second complaint mm-hmm. <laughs> with this movie which uh i actually have some points to make for this part right now so yeah they get to they get they go down to t- first they meet up with Valkyrie and she's like, yeah, he's not talking to nobody. Good luck. Uh, so Rocket and Hulk go down there, go talk to Thor. And he's like, what up, bro? He's gained like 200 pounds. He's overweight. He's He seems to be very unkempt. He's let everything grow out and it's all shaggy and unkempt and yada, yada, yada. He's drinking heavily and he's just, he's just completely let himself go. That I have no problem with. I did have a slight tick with how they use the video game in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've been playing Fortnite, which, okay, sure. Thanos was a guest character in Fortnite, so why not? I'm cool with that. But the mentality that Thor has, like, no goal, no ambition. He's just given up on everything, and he's just a slob and whatever, and now he plays video games. Like, uh, come on, guys, don't use video games like that. That's That's... That's whatever. But it did have some cute moments, you know, with the two alien guys. And they're like, oh, the mm-hmm. guy's being a dick again. And, and Thor, because he has nothing else to fight, he fights his fucking kid over a headset. And he's like, yeah, go cry to your mommy, you bastard. Um, The moment where Hulk brings up Thanos and his whole entire demeanor changes. Very good moment. I saw a spark of hope in that moment. You know, mm-hmm. where he's like, hey, man, look, we've got to we're trying to we're trying to do something. And Thor's like, yeah, whatever. He, we're, we got we think we found a way to kill Thanos or or fix whatever Thanos did. And he'd like stone faced and he grabs him. He says, don't ever say that name. And you know, I'm like, oh, good. The the rage is still there with him. The seriousness is still there with mm-hmm. him because this whole schlub, I'm, I'm not really feeling it. Was yeah. how did you feel? How did you feel about just even this inch, this beginning scene with him, Chris? So, I I can appreciate the you know whole uh, kind of escaping society and just kind of sulking off in you know his little hut with his alien buddies who they they're great. You know, I love the whole interaction between the three of them. Um, that's a good thing right there. But him. I mean, his appearance and stuff, I can understand being slovenly, but an Asgardian looking like that, I don't... Yeah. I, I felt like that wasn't a canon thing. Like, it didn't make yeah. sense in canon that 
you know, and as a guardian would look like that, especially Thor, yeah. you know, regardless of yeah. five years passing, that's nothing for, he's hundreds of years old at this point. So what's five years, um, you know, right. to, and as a guardian's biology, uh, right. the, the game scene, I was, when it went to Fortnite, I was like, of course it's Fortnite because why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I got a kick out of yelling at the kid. Yeah. I, I rolled when it was Fortnite, but unlike many other movie, any, unlike many other movies that have done this, I didn't, I didn't, I roll as hard. It's mm. more like an eye roll where like, I'm really defenseless. You know, I have no choice but to accept this because everybody knows Endgame or, right. or Avengers and everybody knows Fortnite. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't if it's it's fine that they weren't playing something super specific and nerdy like fucking Front Mission 3 or something. I, I get why <laughs> they use Fortnite. Yeah. I moved on. I moved on with it. So uh then we get the cool scene, the cool little bit where you find out that Hawkeye has been He's he's changed it to Ronan. He's basically yeah. been going around and kicking ass. And I I gotta tell you, even from the first trailer where I saw this shit, I was I really wanted to see how they were gonna go about make this make sense. I can rationalize that his family is gone and he has went ape shit. I didn't get mm-hmm. that from the trailer though, so I wanted them to explain it to me. When the first scene of Endgame happened, I said, okay, I can. I can see now what can motivate him, but even that is not enough. I need to. I need somebody to draw this out. Why the fuck is he just going around killing everybody? Besides, I just want to get my vengeance out by killing bad people. Yeah. And they answer it in this scene. In and a they actually sentences. they actually mention him back when the scene with Nat talking to oh yeah uh, all the others in the holograms. They're like, yep. yeah, Barton's down, and I think he was talking about Mexico. They just got back. Yeah. Someone got back from, him and the scene was horrendous. Yep. So that was and his War previous. Machine was like, yeah, yeah. War Machine was like, yeah. If I, uh, given what I've read about what happened, I don't know if I want to find him. And mm-hmm. it's not just like in case he comes after me. It's more like the shit that he's done is bad. So, yeah. But yeah, you find out that he he t- he's fighting some fucking thug ronin samurai uh or uh yakuza samurai uh or some bad yakuza guy and he's like hey man why the fuck are you fighting me he's like look when thanos did the snap he killed every he killed half of everybody and Mm -hmm. there are bad ones left as long as well as the good ones they the people that died got thanos you got me and i was like okay Okay, I got you. Now I'm full in with this whole Ronin character. Let's see how this plays out. If he's going to be this way for the entire movie, no, he wasn't. That was that's what you get, and that's all I needed. Uh, so the scene goes on. Oh, the movie goes on. They do a quick experiment to see how the time travel is going to work, and yeah, uh, Barton's like, "Hey, I'll do it. Fucking send me back. I- I'm down for that." And man, what a he gets sent back to a time where he can go see his family again. And mm-hmm. the moment that he gets to go see his daughter, he gets teleported back. Cause you can only, you're only gone for a certain amount of time. Right. And 
that's that might have been all the information or the motivation he needed because number one he got the time travel confirmed but also it's like just another reminder this is what you're doing you're gonna get this mm-hmm. shit back if this shit works out so really really good part of the movie uh there's a bit of a runaround for a bit a little just a little uh, bunch of scenes where they're trying to figure out how they're gonna make this happen what time what points in time they're gonna go back uh, and the idea is they're going to go back and get the stones and fix everything. So uh, I like the scene where they were they were laying on the ground and they were like, hey, you know, if we go to this time, there's like three stones in the same spot. And they were like, oh, that's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they slowly figure shit out and they start going back in time. One group goes back to New York pretty much right at the end of the battle of Avengers one. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a little scene in here, Chris, that further fuels, uh, the Hulk problem with me. Uh, so Hulk gets to watch old Hulk back in the Avengers, just fucking tearing ass. You know, he, he yeah. throws a car down on an alien and stomps on it and rages and takes off. And they look back at the, the, the new Hulk and he's like, Oh man, he's kind of ashamed of that. And I'm like, why you, that's part of you, but whatever. I, I laughed at it. Okay. And then he goes out there and kind of mocks himself, you know, kind of slightly taps a car and rawr, and takes the motorcycle and tosses it a little bit. And rawr. I was like, okay, now you're mocking. Ah, oh, come on, man. I don't know. This scene was kind of sort of lost on me a little bit. But their idea is they're going to go back and get the Tesseract. Um, another team, actually, I don't remember all who all, but Hulk, uh, Bruce Banner, goes to talk to uh the timekeeper the, who uh, yeah. i was the sorceress yeah, uh, supreme the, yeah the sorceress sorceress supreme i was like yay we get to see her again and uh he's like hey i need the time stone and she's like huh no and he goes well i don't have time to argue and she hits him and knocks bruce out of the body just like she did with uh uh, Doctor Strange back in the mm-hmm. Doctor Strange movie and she was like let's start over and I was like oh good I get to see <laughs> these two talking okay uh, then we have another group where uh, Thor and Rocket go back to get uh, the uh, I forget which stone it is the I don't remember either, either way they go back to get another stone and it's back in Thor's old past where his mother's around yeah. The idea the idea is they're going to distract somebody and they're going to pull the uh stone out of uh Natalie Portman's character. And here's another place where I'm going to complain a little bit about Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh so Thor sees his mom and he's like, "Oh man, and I and I, and I get that. You know, you see your mom, your mom's been dead forever. You get a chance to go see her, you're going to freak out a little bit. They kind of poured it on a little too thick. Like he was really having a panic attack and again we're talking about thor here i get that i get that with thor ragnarok chris you know that they made him a jokey character and a little bit more down to earth a little bit more a little bit more hot and cold as opposed to always hot but i keep saying ragnarok (laughs) my least favorite mcu movie and it just all the things they did like that that's this is why (laughs) but here's the thing though chris for me Mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok had a a solid balance for me. There were times where Thor could like <laughs> and just joking kid, but when he got down, it fucking went down. 
this character kept pouring on the jokey like the 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 moments that were supposed to be serious and they got punctuated with a with a haha i just it was too much it was too many from him and too much and this was another part where that happened exactly you know he was supposed to go distract somebody and he was like i can do this i can do this i can't do this and it was like a ha 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 moment i was like what why are you freaking the fuck out dude and then he runs into his mom while rocket has to go off and do the thing by himself he runs into his mom and you know he's okay he's trying to play it off like no i'm the i'm the son you know and she's like i was raised by witches i can i see more with more than just my two eyes i know my son you're and he's like i'm totally from the future i was like why are you why are you doing this man like stop with you don't need a joke every fucking second this is a moment where you are talking to your mother who has been Mm -hmm. dead and out of your life for years make this serious and they finally got serious serious but every now and again they still kept jabbing those moments in there just really wasn't completely happy with thor in this scene as well it should have been played a little bit deeper yeah what i was what I was kind of hoping when I saw his appearance, I was thinking, you know, at some point he's going to get more serious and we're going to see some Asgardian magic or something to where he loses his flab and he's back to being, you know, the Thor we know. Um, yes, yes. But we didn't see that. <laughs> nope. And yeah, we'll, we'll get to more Thor here in a little bit. Uh, so then we get to a scene where uh, Clint and Nat and Nebula and War Machine are all on Vormir, which Vormir is the place where they go to. Uh, well, no, they're not on more. They're not all on Vormir. They're somewhere, and then Clint and Nat take a ship to Vormir. Which those yes. of you that don't know everything by name, they're going to get the Soul Stone. Now, Chris, yeah. I want to ask you. I waved mm-hmm. this off. Okay, I waved it off because it's movie and it played out dramatically, in which we'll get to in a minute. It did play out great, but. And uh, my wife said the same thing. Uh, she real she remembered it a little bit before me, but Chris, I honestly forgot how the fuck you get a soul stone until they both got there and both saw Red Skull. Oh, when I they remember were talking from the him, start. And I went, oh fuck mm-hmm. no! One of them is going to have to be sacrificed. Now, my question to you, Chris, and to the audience as well, please let me know your theories on this. If you're planning this out, if you're the team. And the team's figuring this out. You all know how the stole, the soul stone is made because the nebula that is there was the one who told them in the previous movie, "Hey, Thanos and more and uh uh more, more what what was the other daughter's name? Uh, uh oh God, I, I there's just too many. Read it. The the green daughter. I'm so sorry. I I can't. Believe, I knew this was gonna happen as I was. I was as I was thinking this out throughout the week, Chris. I kept forgetting fucking people's names. Um, but yeah, her and Thanos went to Vormir. Only Thanos came back, and they all understood from that. They all inferred from what she said. She got sacrificed to make that stone. So, number one, they knew. That somebody was going to have to go to Vormir and get sacrificed again to get another stone. If that's the case, whether or not that's the case, Chris, why did they send Nat and Clint to Vormir? Gamora. Yeah, sorry, Gamora. Uh, Of 
of all the people in this thing, I mean, I'm sure we could have a round robin discussion of who really deserved to, to be sacrificed. But they picked those two to go to Vormir. And one of them had to be sacrificed. What a mm-hmm. what a setup. <laughs> yeah. So the it, it really feels like the scene is played out like they didn't know that until they got there. I make the argument that Nebula knew that and what did she just not mention that? Did she not tell them? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Whatever. So they go there and they have to have the discussion between themselves who the fuck's going to get sacrificed. Uh, I don't remember if that part right there exactly was when the sacrifice happened. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reading back through my notes here. I lost my place. That's my fault. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, fuck. I can't believe I forgot this. Uh, anyway, so we'll leave that. We'll, we'll pin that there just in case I'm in the wrong part of the movie. But yeah, so, uh, Next it comes up is that it's time for uh, some shit happens where Nebula gets caught. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh, that's right. Because she says she says uh, she tells War Machine, like, look, I'm not you're not the only ones looking for this stone. There's Thanos, uh, Gamora and me and Nebula, the old Nebula in this time frame is, you know, talking and trying to impress Thanos and whatnot and she has a bit of a glitch and shows a scene where uh that meeting where there were not that meeting but that scene old Nebula is showing Thanos a that scene where Nebula is talking to War Machine and Thanos is like not me what the <laughs> hell and he's like yeah uh, bring her back to my ship we're gonna figure this shit out right now mm-hmm uh, so he's starting to get the hint that something's going awry with these stones. Next bunch of great scenes. The end of the Avengers has happened and then the future team is there watching all this shit unfold. There's a funny thing about Hulk having to take the, uh, the stairs because he can't fit in the elevator. Uh, Loki's there getting getting hauled away. They even put a pin on it by Loki talking and talking and talking. It shows Thor actually put a mouth guard on him. So that's where that thing came from, from the Avengers movie. Thought that was a nice little little uh, touch up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, shit's going haywire because uh, the what you now know is uh, uh, Hydra team is there and they're like yeah we're gonna take that stone and he's like oh, okay Captain America gets on the elevator with him great moment Chris because mm-hmm. I it was almost it almost felt like it was beat for beat going like Civil War or uh, uh, Winter Soldier did yeah. where or was it Civil War maybe it was Civil War I forget um... but it was beat for beat the elevator scene and I thought they were gonna have the whole fight over again but they didn't because Captain America's smart Steve mm-hmm. leans over to the main dude and goes, Hell Hydra. And man, I was I was like, Yes! Oh, it's such a good moment. The first loud cheering moment in my theater was that one right there. But and the look on everybody else's faces is like, What? He's a he's a Hydra agent all along. And it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's walking out with the he's walking out with the uh with the Tesseract. 
Oh, sorry, with the with the scepter, and they're downstairs hauling him out. There's a big kerfuffle between the secretary that we that we've seen before, yada yada yada. Ant Man like makes him fake a cardiac arrest, and Loki sees the tesseract on the floor, grabs that fucker, and yoink, blinks yep. out of existence. He's got the space stone, and he disappears. This right here, Chris. This is how we have every other movie in the MCU now. Mm-hmm. Loki took that fucking thing, and there's no telling what he did, but guarantee we can make some movies around it for sure. Uh, how are the X Men mutants uh, formed in the future, Chris? Loki. That's how. <laughs> uh,. So yeah, so Captain's leaving, he's heading out, and who does he run into? Captain America. And I was like, right here, Chris, I was like, mm, how is this going to play out? What kind of weird, wacky, time travel, explanation, hijinks they're going to pull? And the new, the old Captain America puts his hand up to his ear and goes, I have eyes on Loki. And I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. nice. Uh, they fight each other. Uh the pocket watch falls out. The old Captain America is like, "How the fuck did you have this?" And they're fighting. They're fighting. Oh, I forgot the I forgot the obvious uh, other funny part. Cap gets knocked down, and he gets up. He goes, "I could do this all day." And the future Cap was like, "Yeah, I know, I know, I know." <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment. Yeah. Uh, so old Cap is choking out. So past Cap is ca- is choking out future Cap, and future Cap says Bucky's alive, and that shakes him for a minute. Mm-hmm. He breaks out of the chokehold, grabs a scepter, uh, fucking lays him out, and that's fine. Oh, man, Chris, I'm sorry. I almost forgot the fucking America's ass scenes. So yeah, I was trying to remember Tony's, where they were in the line. <laughs> yeah, that's in this one. It was it was right when this one started, uh, actually. So it's right when they, they, they were standing over Loki, and then now the scene picks up where that movie ended. It shows them walking away and fucking Tony's fucking with Steve the whole time. He's like, got to tell you, man, that that old outfit not only was pretty bad, but it did nothing for your ass. Mm-hmm. And fucking Scott Lang being the Captain America fanboy that he is. He goes, I beg to differ. Matter of fact, the way I see it, Cap, that's America's ass. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, he is such a fucking fanboy, man. And then, oh, yeah. yeah, that that. That pays off later in this scene where old Cap is knocked out and future Cap is looking at it. And he actually stares at his own ass for a good minute. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's America's ass and uh, (laughs) takes off. Very interesting scene happens next. One that I can't wait to talk to my, to my personal friends in life because they are there's I have some friends that do not like talking time travel at all, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting going over this next scene. But uh, so so Hulk is talking to the uh, Sorcerer Supreme again, and she's like, "Look, uh, I mean, you want to take these stones and go help your future, but that doesn't really do anything for my timeline. That screws up ours." And and Bruce says, "No, look, I don't think science proves that." And she physically lays out a line and goes, "Look, the time the stones form this timeline. If you take one out, it branches off, and you, that may be good for your line, but my line is still is now fucked because our chief weapon right. is gone." And he goes, "No." What if if we go, if we borrow it, use it, and then put it right back where it belongs, our timeline will be fixed, and your timeline will be like nothing happened at all. 
And she's like, yeah, good point. Still not going to do it. I can't risk everything because you you're, you have to win. And he's like, I win. We will. I promise. And she goes, I'm not going to risk everything over a promise. And he goes, well, what the fuck? Well, well, why did fucking Stephen Strange even give the stone away? And she goes, what? She goes, yeah, Steve gave the fucking stone to Thanos. And she's like, why did he willingly? Yeah, why? I don't know. Maybe he fucked up. And she goes, well, maybe I did. That she was, gives the times. St- that was an amazing moment. That, yes. That look of realization on her face. Because watching Doctor Strange, she she is a very interesting character. She has a presence about her the entire time you have yes. you see her interacted with. And then for her to realize, kind of in that moment, you know, oh, I'm doing something wrong. And yeah. just the instant switch that has flipped in her demeanor once she has mm-hmm. a realization. Awesome. Yep. Uh, so she hands the time stone over to Hulk and she's like, you know, he was supposed to be the best of us. And it's like he realized like, oh, well, that's then obviously he did this for a reason. So hopefully we're mm-hmm. in the right. Let's go. Let's go get this job done. So that's that scene plays out. Uh, you go back to uh, Thanos' ship for a little bit, and he's watching all the playthrough of all this stuff that's already been in the past. You know, he's watching mm-hmm. himself get the stones. He's watching himself do the snap. He's watching the after effect, the conversations. Uh, sees all this stuff, and it, it it's him coming to terms with it's 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 more development now for old thanos this is the like nine years in the past thanos and he's seeing himself going i i fucking did it like Mm -hmm. i I accomplished what i need to accomplish so yeah we're gonna we're gonna i want to see everything i want to watch all the stuff and he's still investigating uh, you get more scene, another scene with Thor and his mom and they have a good send off. You know, she, you know, you need it. You need to be better and you're going to be better and yada, yada, yada. Some good motivational speeches from his mother and they, they take off back where they're supposed to be. Next little funny scene is, uh, Nebula and was it Neb? It was Nebula and War Machine. Yeah. And they're on the planet where, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Star Lord was on, and mm. I love, I love how they did this. So when you watch Guardians of the Galaxy one, you see, uh, you see Star Lord, you know, dancing around and you know, having a good time. But you have the music overlaid in the movie, so you hear right. the music loud as hell, and you get to see him dancing to it. So they start that way in this one. So you get to see that, and then right when the chorus hits, the music goes away, and you just barely hear it in his headset, and all you see is him dance around going, and they're like, so he's an idiot. They're like, yeah, he's he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking, nice, nice little comedy moment there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they get the stone, they take off, they got what they need, uh... And that so that's another stone taken care of. Thanos again gets to watch all these scenes play out. He's still doing some more investigation. He even sees the part where he gets killed, and I love that line. It's like that's des- that is destiny fulfilled. Like he he knows that he wins. He knows that he does what he wants to, and then he gets his head cut off. But he's like, yeah, and then and then you know that happens. Oh well, that's gonna happen. I, I still yeah. did what I wanted to do. Um. 
so old Gamora, I'm sorry, future Gamora, sorry, future Nebula realizes this. She tries to make a distress call back home, doesn't get out. Uh, but Thanos, old Thanos, is talking to old Nebula. And he's like, look, uh, you say you won't betray me. I'm going to give you a chance to prove that you won't. And uh, sets up for what's about to happen. Uh, Iron Man, Captain America, and Ant-Man are all having an argument. They're all pissed off because they basically blew it. You know, uh, Loki got the one cube and took off mm -hmm. and yada, yada, yada. So they're like, well, now everything's fucked. And then uh, Scott Lang is like, yeah, we only had so many pin particles. So now we, we pretty much have to go home and that's it. We're done. We failed everything. Tony and Cap have the idea. No, let's go way back into the past because there's another place where we can get the Tesseract from. And they do. Great scenes here, man. Oh yeah. Tony accidentally runs into his old to his father from back in the past. His father talks to you know future Tony as if they're you know a couple of old guys. Uh, uh, Tony's father's talking about having a fixing to have a kid, which of mm -hmm. course is Tony. Uh, he asks him like, to, and Tony's acting like he well, Tony actually already has a kid, so they're they're both having a dad conversation, you know. Yeah. Uh. Tony's dad asks about, you know, hey, did you did you have any idea what you're doing? Did you plan anything out? And he goes, I literally was making up everything as I went along. And just a little funny talk back and forth. Gives him a, apparently coins the phrase for him about money never bought any any time or something like that. And that's actually a line that he said in one of the Iron Man movies. So apparently, apparently he taught his own father that line. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> uh had a brief moment with Captain America where he uh, he got to see uh, Peggy behind some mm -hmm. glass. She never saw him, but she got to look at him and again just hammering home that he still loves that woman, and it's that that's great. Uh, more stuff with Thanos and Nebula. Nebula is actually fighting her old self and being like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take your shit and make me look like you. That way, I can fool everybody." And yeah, mm -hmm. she puts some plans in motion. Then you have the big, this is, this is, okay, thank God I took the right note. So now it comes to the sacrifice part. Yep, they 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 figure out, Nat and uh, uh, Clint, that somebody actually has to be sacrificed for the Soul Stone to appear. Uh, and there's a great fucking scene back and forth where, like, you know, she's, one of them says, okay, I'll sacrifice myself. And then the other one stops them from doing it. And then they stop the other one from doing it. And they stop back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's going to be somebody. But unfortunately, it was Nat. You know, she, yeah. she, now this, go, go ahead, Chris. I, I, when, when this scene started and, Knowing, of course, as we do, what's required for this stone. I was wondering how they were going to do it without the sacrifice. And I, yeah. I was like, oh, I, you know, what, you know, movie magic, so to speak, are they going to use to, you know, find this, you know, plot, uh, this, you know, loophole uh, to do that? And they didn't. Yeah. Um, and it was, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, welcome to you know Marvel Game of Thrones. Here we go. Yep, 
Yep. Uh, somebody handed a joke on one of the reviews I watched. It was like, you know, wouldn't it be funny if they just, say, you know what? What if this, what if this fucking red skull floating dude is full of shit? Let's just kill him, and they kick him off the thing. But they were like, mm-hmm. yeah, but he floats, so that 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 wouldn't work. <laughs> and plus, per the logic of it, it's a see. This is this is what I was going to bring up just now, Chris. The, the per the logic, you have to sacrifice something that you love. But right. here's the thing. There is no doubt that these two did not love each other in the utmost friendship way. They were essentially brother and sister. There was no right. doubt their love for each other. But whenever Hawkeye was hang when Clint was hanging off the wire with one hand and holding her with the other and she says let go and he's like no, I'm not going to do that. She kicks herself off yep. and he like has to let go. It's like pulling, it's like she pulled away. He didn't Mm -hmm. let her go because there was no other choice. So I wonder why that really counted as a sacrifice. I guess the argument could be made that they had already fallen a couple times and had called each other, that maybe he could have saved her again but chose not to. Either way, Mm -hmm. it's very, very tiny nitpicky. At the end of the day, she sacrificed herself. Clint got the stone and... That's that's taken care of. Still a sad moment, man. And I, man, I don't know why. I really don't know why, but I really felt this sacrifice more than Gamora. Maybe because yeah. in Infinity War, Gamora's was just kind of like, oh, this shit's going right now. Whereas this one, you knew what was required, and it was it was more hurt, more painful. Yeah, I guess. And this this also reinforced, you know, Infinity War. Uh, yeah. With the whole, you know, Thanos making the sacrifice with Gamora. It was like, mm-hmm. you see, you know the relationship between Clint and Nat. So yep. when you compare that, you go, well, we know now, you know, or we, we already knew, but this kind of reinforces the idea that we know right. of what it takes to accomplish this. So you yeah. see more of Thanos' emotions and, you know, how yep. he really cares. That it was legitimate. You know, he she wasn't just a tool that he raised up for this moment. That was he loved mm-hmm. his daughter, like he said, and he genuinely had to sacrifice her because if he did not care about her, it wouldn't have been a sacrifice. It would have been a means to an end, and that doesn't work for the Soul Stone. Right. So everybody comes back. They've got their they got their stones. They've got everything together, and then it's a realization that Nat's not there. They are they're all outside. They're talking about it, and Thor's like, "What the fuck are y'all crying about? We can just we can get her back." And Clint's like, "No, that no, we can't." And he's mm-hmm. like, "Look, man, we're talking about space magic here. Of course it can work." He's like, well, "You know what? That's what the fucking guy told me. You don't like it? You take your fucking hammer and you fly. You go to Vormir. You talk to the dude." Yeah. But I'm telling you what he said, that we can't get her back. There's no getting her back. So, of course, they decide to make the, they, they, they put, they make a gauntlet, well, they make a gauntlet. Oh, go ahead, go real ahead. Real quick. That, that scene, I, it, it felt, there's something a little awkward about it. It felt very defeatist of, you know, mm-hmm. him like, no, there's no way, you know, and while well, he's not wrong. And I don't know if it's just kind of extending on, you know, the grief he already has, you know, going into this from the very start of the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. But it seemed almost too much of Mm. too much denial, if you will. Yeah. 
I I have the opposite of that, man. It played out really well for me because Thor was like doing the Thor thing, which we didn't really see a whole lot in this movie until now. But yeah, he was belittling Clint. He was like, look, look, you're a little human. You're a little earth person. We're talking about magic here. And Clint's like, look, man, I'll fuck you. Okay. This is the way it is because this is what the guy said, you know, fuck you so I, I i liked it it worked for me uh so yeah they got all the things together and iron man has made uh, of course it's iron man tony stark has made <laughs> a a an infinity gauntlet of his own they mm-hmm. put all the jewels in they're having a discussion on who has to who's going to be the one to take it and thor's like a, a really a, okay a, a somewhat redeeming scene for thor right here they're all debating on who's going to put it on and hulk said he should do it and thor's like uh no i should do it i'm a fucking god i i literally have lightning throwing flowing through my veins and everybody's talking him down saying no it's you know blah 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 blah. and he's like please let me do something let me let me do something important again you know that moment that moment did touch me that was a okay i feel you but at the end of the day no it was hulk hulk takes the gauntlet puts it on and uh freaks out now at this by this point there are a few little mini scenes here and there i keep leaving out but bottom line uh past nebula has wormed her way through the future uh mm-hmm. and she's basically gonna set a teleporter or the time thing to teleport nine years ago thanos to today um ship and all so in the moment yeah. while hulk's got the glove and doing his thing and he's and they're like look the only thing we want you to do is snap everybody that was killed in the snap back. That's it. Don't fuck with anything else in the time or none of that. Just that. He's like, I got it. He puts the glove on and he makes the quip about him being made for this because there's going to be a lot of gamma radiation and that's what he is. So he's like, this is me. I should I should do this. Puts the glove on. It fucking powers him down. It gets it's it's, it's hurting him and blah 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 blah. And everybody's like, take it off. And Cap's like, no no no. Hey, are you good? And he's like, yeah, I'm good. And and then he does his own snap mm-hmm. little quiet serene moment scene goes by everybody's trying to figure out what's going on did he did it work did he blah 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 and uh scott lang looks out the window and sees what's weird is it's fine for scott i mean he sees like butterflies and stuff but that doesn't mean anything so, the important part go ahead and i don't go ahead with but you're finish your thought and i'll Oh, I was going to say, that. well, the other, the realization that it did work was that Clint got a call from Laura on her on his phone. Okay. So, yeah. So, so the the it, significance when he was looking out the window, um, it took me a moment to really think like, okay, well, why does it make sense? It wasn't, if I'm not mistaken, it wasn't like Thanos was wiping out half the humans because keep in mind that it also affected his guardians, etc. It was half of all life. So the way I saw that scene was it was a bird and their other half, their mate had returned. Uh, And there was this little, the birds were interacting, you know, they seeing them seeing each other for the first time in five years. It was kind of a, that's the way I interpreted that. Yeah. I, you know, I I think I felt that when I saw it too. I just didn't, uh, I didn't put it together like that, but yeah, so it's a good you you pretty much get the idea without having, you know, 10 minutes of of celebration that yeah, it worked. 
Hulk mm-hmm. got it, put it on, snapped, revert, brought everybody back that was killed at the snap. Everything's good. That lasts for about 20 seconds. Yep. Because at this point, Nebula has brought Thanos and his fucking mothership to the future with mm-hmm. them. And Hulk is looking up at the sky like, oh, my arm. Fuck, dude, fuck. He looks up to the window and sees that fucking ship there. And as soon as he sees the ship, you see a missile fly down. Boom. Mm-hmm. The whole fucking complex get, gets glassed. Uh, fucking explosions, yada, yada, yada. Just everything gets exploded. Here's a complaint of mine, Chris. Uh, and no, I'm not the first. I, I made this in the theater, but there are other reviewers that as well have made this point. I'm off, and I get it, Chris. They're, they're, they're superheroes, they're superhumans, and they're plot-specific, mm-hmm. so I get it. Thanos basically glassed that fucking area. That shit was caved in a crater. And when the yeah. scene keeps going, people just kind of get up and brush shit off. Nobody got really injured and nobody died you did get to see the scene where rocket was like it's on me i can't breathe and and war machine canopy 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 and got out of the armor i yeah there were some dire situations but nobody was dead yeah i really thought (laughs) i really thought at that point i was like oh thanos came back and just killed half of the team at least and now we're gonna have what what's gonna happen with the glove at that point? You know, it's like okay, this yeah. this just got real. Yeah, even more than it already has been. <laughs> yep. So Thanos arrives on the ground, and Nebula's there, and he's like, "Good job, daughter." And she's like, "Thanks." And he's like, "All right, go get the Infinity Stones for me. They're down there somewhere." And she goes, "What are you gonna do?" And he's like, "Wait." That mm-hmm. Thanos, even in Infinity War, really fucking good at being calm but menacing mm-hmm. the i'll tell you chris you, and audience you can look this up right now for yourself but that moment chris in infinity war when thanos first teleports himself back to titan and he steps to the teleporter and like kind of veers out the side of his eyes one way and then looks forward i love that look equally on this one right here he fucking stabs the damn double bladed spear in the ground sits down and goes wait and just looks off to the side like he's mm-hmm. just he's just fucking calm he has this 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 menacing calmness to him that i have loved throughout this movie uh so we get we get nebula talking to past uh oh i forgot her name again uh gamora and you know she's like you know what happened between us it's like we were enemies but then we became friends and they're going to try to help each other, thankfully. Uh, shows Iron Man and Cap together. Iron Man found his shield and was like, look, I got this, but I'm telling you now, if I have to, if I find this again and it's not on you, I'm mm-hmm. keeping it. A <laughs> little, little joke. Yeah. They step outside and there's Thanos. Man, Chris, this is another reason why I can't wait for this movie to come out on DVD and Blu-ray and all that because there are mm-hmm. so, just like Infinity War, there are so many wallpaperable scenes in this movie and this is one of the one of the ones right here whenever they're walking out and there's thanos just sitting down on some rubble hand on a knee and the other one's just twirling some fucking rocks around he could be doing anything he could be leveling a city right now he could be hunting for the he could get the fucking stones himself and he's just sitting there because he knows he fucking knows what he is yeah and there's a talk now this is also okay so they tried 
they tried to redeem Thor a little bit right here. A little bit. Because they're like, all right, there he is. Let's kill him proper. And he, I don't know, Chris, he Thor powers up and he gets his, his beard gets braided and his dreadlocks gets braided and he calls both the Mjolnir and the thing to himself. And I'm like, all right. But this doesn't make up for all the shit I just had to go through with you. Yeah. <laughs> and, if, and if that camera pans down and you still got a gut, Call me an asshole if you want to, but fuck that. <laughs> so, Chris, if we didn't have enough character development with Thanos, we get even more, even more here. He says, you know, I thought that people would be thankful for what I did, but nobody is. And I thought that this would be a good thing, but apparently nobody cares. Everybody just wants to fucking whine and bitch and cry and fight me. And Tony Stark goes, yeah, we're stubborn. Of course we are. And he's like, good. I'm glad you are. Because now it gives me reason to do something different. I realize that killing half the population of the entire universe doesn't do shit. Because the mm -hmm. ones that are left over are pissy little assholes. I'm going to wipe everyone out and start over. I'm going to create a race of life on the in the universe that's going to be thankful for me. All yeah. they're going to know is I created them and I created good. And even Cap was like, it's going to be fucking created out of blood. And Thanos goes, and nobody will know. Mm -hmm. More now, now he is tripped over into villain mode. Now yeah. he's not just cool, calm, calculated, doing this stuff that somebody can relate to. And now he's just like, I'm just going to be fucking evil. Now, Chris, in this movie, in this arc of movies, he has now earned that for me. You See, know, I don't I don't think he actually I don't know. I, it, it's hard for me to say that he crossed the line here, you know. Well, OK, like, well, yeah, just this, go ahead. This. It's just the next stage. This is, you know, obviously things aren't working out. Let's step it up a notch. But his end goal is essentially the same. It's just a little bit harsher. You know, it's not a, it's not like that, you know, just for evil sake type thing like you were talking about earlier. This is, this is still the same plan, just different. Yeah. Well, what I mean is, okay, he didn't, okay, he didn't, I'm trying to think of another villain that actually did it, but he didn't, he didn't start foaming at the mouth and screaming and going crazy, wacky, nutso job. I'm just going to kill everything because I can. This was the power shift in what he was doing. Mm -hmm. Instead of balancing what was going on, he was just going to wipe the scale and click and create brand new. Now yeah. it's went from, you know, leaving some sorrow, sorrow people behind to I'm wiping everything and doing the way I want to. That is up a notch for me. That's sure. fucked up. But my point is, imagine a movie. Imagine if this was like one or even two or even just one movie. And now this fucker shows up. This is the equivalent of I'm evil just to be evil or I'm, I'm going to do the ultimate thing. I want to kill. I want to genocide because of these reasons instead of having only two or even just one movie to go by we already have all this backfill for thanos 
you have all this previous knowledge and previous, you know, buildup of a character of him to where when he does this super ultimate villainy type thing, it's like, yeah, okay, huh? you have progressed up the ladder to now this is your this is your reasoning. And I get why mm-hmm. compared to what you used to do, you know, yeah, just better written and more earned when it comes to I'm going to do the ultimate of ultimate, you know, as opposed to yeah. just coming out the gate going, I'm killing it all because I'm <laughs> bad, I'm evil. Rawr. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they have this talk back and forth and yada, yada, yada. Just I fuck I so many times in this in these movies. I've seen Thor uh, Thanos just sit there and talk. And it's it's I'm just I'm drawn to the screen every oh, yeah. time. Now, this is just editing, and it's fine. It's whatever. But they're like, "Fuck it, let's go!" They go to fight. There's about five seconds of of the of the four of them going back and forth, and the scene cuts. Goes back to uh, Ant Man and and uh, and Clint, and they're trying to get out, and yada yada yada. Clint has the st- has the uh, the glove, and yeah. with all the ge- all the stones in it, and he's trying to get out. And Hank and uh, uh, Ant Man's trying to help him, yada yada yada. Gamora shows up, and he's like, "Oh, thank God you're here." And she takes a glove from him, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, go go get that to whoever." And she goes, "Father," and he goes, "Wait, wait, what?" And he goes, "I've got the glove," and he's like, "Oh shit." And she's about to kill him, and Gamora shows Nebula. up, and Gamora's <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Nebula, well, technically they both show up, but yeah, yeah. first, Gamora shows up, points first a gun, Nebula. she's like, stop. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, first, yeah, damn it, Chris. <laughs> first, Gamora shows up, shoots, points a gun at her, she's like, you know, come on, man, you're better than this, you shouldn't do this, and she's like, nah. And then Gamora shows up, future Gamora, is like, hey, we're better than this, stop that, and she's like, no, and then Gamora, Gamora shoots... Yeah, past Gamora, sorry, present, present Nebula <laughs> shoots past Nebula. I'm so I don't know why. Don't worry, audience. I'll get him eventually. You know, on the right track. Yeah. So, future <laughs> Nebula is talking to past Nebula, and she's like, mm-hmm. "Put the gun down." No, I won't. Come on, you're better than this. No, we're not. And then, sh- past Nebula goes to shoot somebody i forget if it was clint or if it was uh um uh jesus christ what's wrong with me she goes to shoot somebody and future nebula shoots her instead so nebula shot herself mm-hmm. they've got the glove now now the movie goes back to the action thank fucking god and it was good okay oh yeah this is I amazing scene uh, Yes, this is finally, finally, two something hours in this movie, you finally get the good 20, 30 something minute battle that you've been waiting mm-hmm. for this entire time. The scene kicks off with fucking Iron Man's back opening up and him like, go ahead, Thor, charge me up. And Thor fucking throws lightning into his back and he shoots out a super fucking laser, which I gotta say, Chris, if I'm being an asshole, I'm trying to figure out how the fuck. Thanos evaded this. He takes the double-bladed axe thing, and Chris, did he spin that fucking thing that fast? Somebody, um, I read somebody somewhere said that it was one of the reviews I watched said it was motorized that it spun. But Chris, if you look at it, there's no way that that thing can fucking spin on its own. It has no the circle around the handle isn't connected. 
So mm. I, I I don't know. It's either that that thing was motorized and we just didn't notice it was motorized, or you're telling me Thanos spun that fucking thing <laughs> so fast. I didn't realize it was spinning. I just like deflected it like off to the no. side. It's spinning like like a circle it's spinning around uh-huh. like a sh- making a deflection shield or whatever and yeah. i just i was really curious of how i guess he was spinning it that fast or i don't know anyway doesn't fucking matter cool shit still happens thor fucking throws mjolnir up and, and then bats it at him with the oh by the way i I'm, i forgot about this should have mentioned this earlier when it happened right when thor was leaving the past Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocket was like three, two, one. He goes wait, and he holds his hand out, and he catches Mjolnir. So now in the future, Thor, God Thor with the braids and everything, now has Stormbreaker, the axe, and Mjolnir, mm-hmm. the hammer. So he dual wields this fight. Okay, pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, throws the hammer up, bats it with fucking with Stormbreaker. Uh. Uh, let me see how... So Cap Cap shows up, fights a little bit. Thor shows up, fights a little bit, gets handled. Uh, there was a point where uh, I just like the look on Thor's face when he's getting fucking smacked in the face and he holds his hand out and brings Stormbringer to him. But Thanos catches it and I'm, I fucked this up in the theater the first time, Chris. I didn't realize what had happened, but I was like, oh, how the fuck did he catch that? He can't catch that, but if you remember, Stormbreaker was not... Stormbreaker doesn't have the same properties as Mjolnir. Right. Mjolnir is the essence of Thor, the, the lightning god, is in that. Stormbreaker mm-hmm. was just... He, he, I guess he he wills that to himself with lightning. That's, that's how that happens. So, yeah. Uh, Thanos catches Stormbreaker, tries to jam it into his chest, and oh, Chris, here we go. Oh yeah, this is oh, my favorite Chris. scenes of the movie. This is hands down, and I have tried my best through all these movies that I've seen in theater to be quiet. I always try to be quiet in these movies, and I'm not putting mm-hmm. myself on a pedestal. I'm not fucking making myself out to be some pristine movie guy over other people. If you're excited, be excited. I would just prefer people not fucking talk through the entire movie. You know, there's a, there's a limit. Right. Thor's down. He's got the fucking axe burying into his chest, and he's like, oh, fuck. And he looks over and sees Mjolnir start to rise. And for a half second, Chris, I went, wait, Vision? No, no, no. It can't be Vision. Vision died before the snap. He can't come back. No way. And fucking Mjolnir flies across the screen, and boom, lands in Captain America's hand. And I went, yes, in the theater, just like that. I was the only one that made a sound. And I was like, (laughs) oh, I'm sorry. And then, like... People just started clapping, going, yeah, woo! I was like, oh, thank God, yes. <laughs> Such a good scene. Thor oh, yeah. looks at him, smiles, and goes, I knew it. Great callback, mm-hmm. because he was the only one who saw that hammer move, so of course he knew it. Oh, man. So now Captain America has fucking Mjolnir and wheels this shit like a boss oh, yeah. fucking runs at Thanos swinging that shit in the air does a fucking flying uppercut with it throws it at him throws his shield up in the air bounces Mjolnir off the shield makes the fucking boing effect uh 
oh man, fucking kicks him and hits him and just uses the fucking hammer on him, calls lightning onto him, fucking oh, yeah. throws the shield at him, and then it, the shield bounces off Thanos, uses the hammer to bat it back at him for a double hit, mm-hmm. draws fucking lightning from the ground in like a ground wave, and when he's on the ground, he fucking calls lightning from the heavens and pours it onto him. Wow. That right there was what this movie was worth. That was the moment for me. Mm-hmm. Now, Chris, if you remember, I asked an episode or two ago, or probably f- five separate episodes ago, <laughs> I wonder how they're going to make the moment where, how are they going to top the Thanos moment where Thanos in Avenity War, reaches his hand behind his head, cracks the fucking planet, and pulls parts down onto mm-hmm. uh, the planet. I will admit now, I did not get this. This was Captain America's equivalent to that moment from Infinity War. Oh, yeah. Thanos did... So, l- let, me, let me get this straight so I don't sound like an asshole. I don't feel that Thanos himself got a more powerful moment. I think there was, it's coming up, there was a good moment for him that came up, that's going to come up in a bit, but there wasn't that more powerful moment. You know, right. Thanos didn't fucking crack the planet in half or anything like I said he could, he could possibly do. <laughs> Thanos didn't have his moment. But equally, on the other playing field, on the good playing field, Captain America got his, oh, fuck, wow moment. And that was him reaching the hand out and picking up Mjolnir. Hands down, for me, the moment of this movie. Uh, And all the stuff that followed, too. I mean, him and Cap had a really good scuffle for a good minute or so, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Thanos picks up his fucking blade. His helmet's cracked in half. He fucking throws the helmet off. He picks up the blade thing and just starts bashing the fucking shield. Breaks the shield into pieces. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, Cap's getting handled. He's getting bodied. And it's great. It's I'm, Well, it's not great that Captain America's getting beaten, but it's, it's <laughs> right. great because it shows when he starts to get up. But before Chris... If you, <laughs> I love, I love this. It's this so good, man. If you didn't have enough character development for Thanos by now, something is wrong with you. But if you needed more, he gives you even more. Mm-hmm. This is also where I think it goes into the villain territory. Cap's on the ground, beaten, fucking shields destroyed. He goes, you know. Of all the things that I ever did in my existence, and all these killing half of this and killing half of that, there was never out of judgment. There was nothing personal. Mm-hmm. I just fucking did it and tried to be as balanced as I could. But the shit I'm about to do to planet Earth, the shit I'm about to pull here, I'm going to enjoy very, mm-hmm. very much. And again, villain. He ain't got to do shit to Earth. Who the fuck cares? He's going to win in the end. But he said he's going to make a personal vendetta to yeah. pull some suffering to Earth. Villain. It's okay, Thanos. You've earned that villain. I give it to you. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Cap does the Goku thing. He does the Invictus <laughs> thing. He's broken. He's beaten. He gets the fuck up. And another scene, which Chris, people are people are just losing their mind over this over this over this scene. Another wallpaper moment 
where it shows a super wide scene shows captain america on one side and the entire fucking army on the other side what a great wallpaper what a great fucking scene (laughs) and you're like all right everybody else apparently is down and out cap's standing up cap's gonna fucking do this on his own his radio starts crackling steve cap he's like what and they go on your left oh another great callback what another great fucking callback and what's on his left all the fucking portals say chris do you remember back in infinity war Mm -hmm. when wong was teleporting away and he was like what are you gonna do uh he says i'm gonna make a phone call what are you gonna do i'm gonna go i'm gonna go gather some friends he's gonna get the fucking war together snap happened unsnap he went and got everybody together he brought him here to the war scene payoff payback everybody shows up i think it was i think it was uh uh, black panther that shows up first yeah but uh, who shows up first doesn't matter everybody shows mm-hmm. up dr strange shows up spider-man comes back the fucking wakandan army adam wanted me to remind uh both of us that yeah the fucking wakandan air force shows up the the mm-hmm. air force that should have been there last movie but uh 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 Man, I I need to get his name down, Chris. the the Ooh. character, the character with the wings. I am have been brain farting all day, and I uh, need to remember his name. Sam Wilson. Sam. Yes. Yeah, Sam. Yeah. What? It, I think they just call him Hawk. The, maybe. Uh I think that's. The, I don't think they do in the yeah. movie, but I think comic wise, he's known as Hawk. We'll call him Sam. We'll just call him okay. Sam. I just yeah. need to. I need, as you know, it's important that we get his name down for sure. But uh, yeah, Sam shows up. The Wakandan army shows up. Fucking Valkyries there on a fucking mm-hmm. Pegasus. The aliens from Guardians of the Galaxy that we saw playing Fortnite, they're back. Fucking uh, ooh, uh, uh Scarlet Witch, she's back, and you're Man. like, oh. Her, Ooh, that that payoff I'm sure we'll is talk about, about in a minute. Good. But uh-huh. when she gets involved, that was awesome, oh, dude. Yep. Uh, fucking wasp is there. Like, uh, okay, mm-hmm. uh, uh, oh, a, a surprise for a lot of people. For me as well. Uh, Pepper Potts is there in her yeah. own armor outfit because yeah, in the comics she was rescued, but yeah, she's there. And Welcome there was back, a reference girl. earlier in the movie when he's talking to his daughter. She is playing with one of the helmets he made for Potts. Yep. So they yep. established early in the movie that she has suits that, of course, she's not wearing because that's not her thing. Yeah. Here she is. Fucking Ant Man shows up as Giant Man. He's got fucking Rocket with him and Hulk and and uh, War Machines there and uh, <laughs> uh, fucking Steve Strange looks over at Wong and says, uh, "Is that everybody?" And he goes, "You wanted more." it's like fucking everybody's here dude and finally chris finally after all these movies and all the few hints where they almost did it finally steve goes avengers assemble and they raw the fucking army charges mm-hmm. forward, and here you go. Here's more of what you waited for. The big ass fucking uh army scene or the big battle scene. I'm gonna stop before this gets even more before this gets even better, and I'm finally gonna lay out my final critique with the Hulk. 
and I'm going to explain it as succinctly as I can. Okay. Chris, you remember back in Infinity War, as we all do, that movie literally kicked off right at the beginning. People are already dead on that ship. Thanos has already shown up. He's handled mm-hmm. business. And then blah, back and forth, yada, yada, give me the stone, don't have it, blah, 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 back and forth. We have this. Well, we have the Hulk. Hulk shows up and yay, fucking Hulk's going to come in here and beat the fuck out of Thanos. Gets a few licks in, bada bing, bada boom. But no, it doesn't work. Because not only does Thanos have the power gem, Thanos is not a fucking pussy. Thanos is a titan. He is a battle-worn fighter. He knows how to fight. He's not mm-hmm. just... He sits on the throne because he doesn't fucking have to fight. But if he has to, he will fuck you up. He fucked the Hulk up. He fucked Bruce up bad. He technically beat his ass. He was punching him in weak points and and dropping face to the knee and, and just counter hit, counter hit, picks him up and slams him on the ground. Bitch, you're nothing to me. I didn't just like wave my finger with a power stone and smack you across the galaxy. I put my dukes up and beat the shit out of you. Fast forward through Endgame, we get to see Bruce as Professor or uh, uh, Hulk as Professor Hulk. Okay, cool. I'm down with that. We we get all the way through the battle. We see him charging in through the battle. We don't get to see what he does. And the next time that we see him, Chris, is when the fucking lasers are firing down on the planet and you see him cowering like, oh, like everybody else is. He's no different. Everybody else is like, oh, shit, we're going to die. My point being is that through this entire movie, what I wanted, one of the small nitpicky, but ultimately one of the reasons that added it to this movie getting a 4.5 instead of a 5 for me. One was Thor. I didn't really like the totality of how Thor was treated, mm-hmm. but I was very, very disappointed that I did not get a one to three minute scene where Hulk fucking lands. Roar! And Thanos is like, oh, fucking bring it on. We'll do this shit again. I remember I watched the video where I kicked your ass. I'm about to do it again. And they fucking fight. I needed to see that i needed to see hulk go in there and get his fucking retribution i needed to see hulk go in there and show him whoa 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 motherfucker the more angrier that i get the more powerful i am and yeah you're a titan Mm -hmm. yeah you're a proud powerful fighter but the more you keep punching me i'm gonna fucking rage out and get more powerful and i'm going to at least beat you down if i don't kill you didn't get it they missed a very good opportunity there uh, with what happened to Nat, you know, how close yeah. they were. That that was a very just set up trigger for him to, you know, Hulk out, so to speak, and, you know, go from being Professor Hulk to, all right, maybe he's not, you know, fully melded. It's time for the full Hulk to come out and show him what they can do. Yep. Yep. And again, I mean, I know the movie was long enough. I, 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 yeah. Chris, would you <laughs> would you have sat through a three and a half hour movie? Would you have? Yeah. Do you think if there was thirty more minutes? Well, guess what, audience? I'm not even asking for thirty more minutes. Give me three. Give me give me two and a half. Fuck it. But I needed to see on this battlefield in this battle. I needed to see the moment. Just like someone else got. Just like someone else got. I needed to see that moment where. The, the 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 payback for Hulk getting his ass handed to him. I needed mm-hmm. to see I needed to see Thanos 
just beating the shit out of Hulk and Hulk being like, I'm getting angrier. I'm getting more angry. Okay, remember the scene, Chris, in Batman vs. Superman? I know that movie is like a blight. I, I know. But remember the scene? Did, wait, did you see this movie, by the way? Did you see Batman vs. So. Superman? Okay, well, just spoiler, I, I guess. There's a lot more to it, I guess. But there's a scene, basically Bruce Wayne creates a... Uh, uh, kryptonite gas okay and throws it on uh, uh, Superman Superman gets weak obviously so there's a scene mm-hmm. where Bruce where Batman has Superman post gas and he's punching Superman in the face Superman's weak Batman has armor these punches are hurting him but the gas starts to wear off so it's like oh shit uh 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 you're not hurting me at all. I wanted to see that equivalent in this fight. I wanted to see Thanos like be pulverizing the Hulk. And the more he was pulverizing, Hulk was getting was just more angry. And the angrier mm-hmm. he got, the less the punches hurt. And the more the faster he got. And the more technical he got. I needed to see him pick Thanos up and slam him into the ground. And whether he killed him or not, at least be like, you know puny thanos or something i don't know i needed to see that sure. payback didn't see it at all so that was a big letdown for me so anyway the battle's going so now get let's get back to the positives roll back into the positives battles going on battles moving mm-hmm. forward there's a cool scene where uh where iron man and uh pepper Potts are in the air they get a little tag team duo awesome uh Captain America and Thor fighting side by side. Uh, Cap has the Stormbreaker and and Thor Thor has Mjolnir again. <laughs> yeah, I do remember seeing Th- Thor in this scene, though it's though it's it's leathered up. He still has his gut. I was like, I'm still pissed off at that. Fuck that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Thor says, No, 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 no. You give me the big one. You take the little one. So they swap yeah. them. I thought that was pretty funny. That was- uh, yeah. Fucking just everybody, everybody's getting a moment. Fucking uh, Rocket Raccoon and and uh, Winter Soldier again are fighting side by side, just fucking shooting shit, having a good time. Spider Man mm-hmm. shows up and he's like, uh, "Mr. Stark, this happened and that happened and blah 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 blah." I'm so happy, blah, blah blah. And then he just goes in to hug him, doesn't say a word, just hugs him. And that that look on his face of he's just so happy to have Peter back around. Awesome, heartfelt moment. Mm-hmm. Uh. You see uh, Star-Lord show up, and he sees Gamora. Now, he doesn't know. He thinks maybe that's the old Gamora, or the Gamora that died. He doesn't know that that's Gamora from the past, who has not fallen in love with him yet. So he goes to, like, rub her face, and she kicks him in the nuts twice. And he says, you missed (laughs) the first one, but you got them both for the second. And I love uh, Nebula walks up, and she's like, (laughs) Gamora's like, so this is the guy and she's like trust me it was either him or a tree so yeah <laughs> <Poor> so <group>. <laughs> yeah yeah so they're fighting Arab i mean it's it's the big battle man everybody's fighting yeah. everything's happening they're starting to realize that they need to try to get to the the van to uh f- they were trying to get to the van to go back in time i forget why they were trying to find the van um, that was, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, they were trying to get to the quantum realm again for something. I figured by the third watch, I would have had that. I, this is this is all this is happening in the middle of the battle. So I'm, I'm sorry, my details are foggy. But uh, 
so yeah, the battle's raging on, and uh, uh, Tony sees Doctor Strange, and he goes, "You said fourteen, one in a fourteen million or whatever. Is this the one?" And he says, I, I, "If I tell you, it's not going to happen." He's like, "All right, mm-hmm. cool." So they keep fighting. Uh, everybody, I mean, everybody's in on the action, and then boom, fucking Scarlet Witch shows up. Oh man! And sh- oh man, the look. Um, I, I just love her in this. I love her in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, she looks at him with his fucking fire red eyes, like literally fucking bright red eyes. And she goes, you took everything from me. And he goes, I don't even know who the fuck you are. And she's like, but you will. And she just starts fucking handling mm-hmm. his ass. And she, I love it. I, it. It played out better in my head, but I still love the way they did it. She picks, I mean, she's, she's throwing fucking bombs at him and knocking him down and deflecting all his attacks like nothing. And she picks him up into the air and she uses one hand to pick him up and uses her other hand to make these like little flicking motions in the air. She starts picking off his armor piece by piece. Yeah. And, and, uh, while, oh, uh, I have to make this distinction while this is happening, there's also another fight going on between, uh, uh, what is his name? Maw. Remember Maw, the mm-hmm. of the four bad guys, the one that could just like use his wave his hand and move shit around. I fucking yeah. love that guy. I've always loved that villain, and I think he was fighting against uh, Black Panther, and he's trying to catch the glove because Black Panther has a glove, and he's using he's moving the the earth around and everything. I looked at my wife and I was like, yes, because I I thought they were gonna have like a real big battle scene, but it was enough. He moved the earth around and, and squeezed him in and everything. Well, she fucking throws Thanos up in the air and she's crushing him and pulling off his armor. And he goes, rain fire. And you see the one guy go, but our troops, he's like, fuck it, shoot it. Mm-hmm. And the big fucking mothership starts raining down fucking lasers, just like it was whenever they blew up the blew up the, the mansion. Uh, Wong and all the magicians, they throw up big shields and protect everybody. Mm-hmm. Fucking Spider-Man's going, cr- not going crazy, but he's got the instant kill mode on at this point. So he's killing off everything. Um, everybody's getting blasted. Everybody's ducking, ducking and covering, even Spider-Man. Um, and the lasers stop shooting in the ground and start shooting up in the air. Mm-hmm. And everybody's confused. Even Tony's like, what the fuck's going on? And they go, we don't know. There's something, something just broke in the atmosphere. And I was like, somebody's coming. And I, I know, Chris, this is so, I don't know why. I, got, I, I Apparently, I really wanted Vision to come back. But I was like, <laughs> is that Vision? Did he come back? No, of course it wasn't Vision. It was Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yay. Captain Marvel shows up and completely fucking wrecks Thanos' ship. Like, oh, yeah. flies through the ship two or three times and just utterly destroys it. Uh, so she lands next to Spider-Man, who at this point he has uh, he's he basically they're trying to a lot of a lot of the heroes are are football running the Infinity Gauntlet or the yeah. the Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet and the gems across the battlefield. It went from one person to the other to the other. At this point, Spider-Man has it. Uh, oh, fuck, Chris, I'm sorry. Very important how we tell how he's got it. Uh, he's got it, and Cap 
throws Mjolnir in the air and Spider-Man thwips and grabs Mjolnir and he goes flying through the air with it. I thought that mm-hmm. was really cool. Really cool. So Captain Marvel shows up. He's like, hey, I'm Peter Parker. She's like, hey, Peter, you got something for me? She's like, hey, yeah, here, but... And he goes to hand her the glove, and he looks around and sees the army approaching. He's like, I don't know how you're going to get through all that. And the girls all show up and go, don't worry, she's got help. And it's all mm-hmm. the female cast here. Uh, I'm a little, we'll, we'll leave it at this, Chris. A little bit on the nose. Mm-hmm. You know, a little, little bit on the nose with this scene. Like, all the females are right here, right now, to do a Marvel pose off. But I yeah. tell you this, I, I I can see a little 12, 13, 14-year-old girl seeing this scene right here and just losing their mind. So, for yeah. what it was, I didn't mind. Okay. I, I get it. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. I don't mind. Exactly. That's the thing. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Not necessary. Um, I get it, though. Yeah. Okay. yeah, not necessary, but okay, sure, whatever. And it didn't last for like four fucking minutes either. They had mm-hmm. their, they all they all did cool shit whenever they went into the battle again and split up and did their own thing. So okay, sure, worked for me. No big deal. Yeah. Uh. So they're all fighting and they're they're still trying to get the thing they're trying to get the glove it seems like they're trying to get the glove to the quantum thing i just i don't know why maybe on yeah, my I fourth watch i'll <laughs> i'll really figure that out but thanos uh throws his lance thing into the portal and, and blows that up so that's not going to happen uh the glove falls on the ground cap and uh, i mean a uh, thor Thor goes after Thanos. Thanos is going for the glove. They go back and forth. Cap gets in on it, and they all try to get the glove. And he gets the glove. And I ain't gonna lie, Chris. I was already on the edge of my seat for this whole battle, but I inched another foot forward when he picked that fucking glove up. I was like, no. Mm -hmm. He has the glove again. This is like the third time in this movie where I was like, this is how it all gets fucked up again. Or, oh no, what's going to happen? Instead of, well, duh, he's not going to win. I was legitimately like, oh fuck, oh no. He goes to snap and the instant he about snaps his fingers, Captain Marvel shows back up, grabs his hand and keeps his fingers apart, trying to not let it open up. A pretty cool part where Thanos goes to headbutt her and there's like a dunk. It was like an audible <laughs> dud of a sound. Instead yeah. of like, like energy, it was like a dunk. It's like, she didn't move at all. didn't phase her at all. Yo, we get it, Marvel. Obviously, she is ultra powerful. You shouldn't have super ultra powerful people in the field because all they're going to do is wave their finger and fix the day. And Marvel said, we know that, Michael. And this is how we're going to fix that. Thanos reaches into the glove, pulls the power gem out, punches Captain Marvel into space, and you don't see her until the end of the movie. Right. Wow. That was cool. That was a way for her to... She came into this movie... With her cocky attitude and her ultra powerfulness, and they went, okay, okay, we need more story though. Get her out of the movie, and they did mm-hmm. it. So cool. He puts the glove back on, and then Iron Man shows up. But right before he does, he looks over at Stephen Strange, and Stephen holds up his hand with the one finger up, mm-hmm. obviously signaling to Tony, this is the moment. This yeah. is that one. 
So he's got the glove. Thanos has the glove on. He's about to go snap. Steve, uh, uh, Tony. Tony, thank you. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. I'm too excited. <laughs> Tony flies in, goes to grab the glove. Fucking Thanos bats him away, and he, he pulls his hand up, and again, he says the line, I am inevitable, and snaps his fingers, but it's a clink. I love, I love that yeah. sound effect. That is what that glove would sound like if it snapped. It wouldn't be a fucking white hot phosphorus grenade going off. It was a clink. <laughs> He's like, what? Flips the glove over. No stones there. Looks yeah. over at Tony. Tony has the gloves in his suit. Or Tony has all the gloves, the, the gems, the stones in his suit. And Thanos yeah. is like, what? Because at this point, he had said, I am inevitable. And he looks over at Tony, and Tony says, well, I, and I, am Iron Man. And he snaps his finger. Mm -hmm. All the army dies. Thanos disappears. And I I love the quiet way that he disappeared. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he fucking looked around the battlefield, saw what happened, kind of stumbles back a little bit, sits down, puts his fucking hands, his elbows on his knees, and just that look of... And he just starts to fade away, and as he's fading away, his fucking head goes down, and sh like shame, defeat, all the above, just vanishes away. Mm -hmm. A human cannot hold even one stone, even with right. his Iron Man suit. A human cannot contain that power; it will kill a person, and it did effectively kill Tony Stark. He's dying at this at this point. That the fucking look of death on his face, man. That whole scene. He's trying to talk and he's just barely kind of mouthing slash breathing mm -hmm. some words out. You don't really know what he's saying. Uh, fucking Peter Parker shows up. He's like, "We did it, sir. We won. We did it." And I mean, the whole fucking theater's tearing up at this point. Uh, Pepper kind of gently pushes him out of the way, and she's talking to him. She's like, "Look at me." You know, we're we're done it. We're safe. We're okay. You don't have to worry about us. Double entendre, not only talking about the world as a whole, but talking about her and his daughter as well. Yeah. And he passes I, away. I really liked in that scene how how calm Pepper was. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't any, you know, crying, there was no panic, there was no like emotional overload on her part. She just calmly you know, like you said, she calmly moved Peter to the side and spoke to him, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. And equally, I liked how Tony. I there wasn't like there wasn't a grand speech. You know, there was after when they were listening to the recording that he made, but right mm -hmm. then, you know, he wasn't like coughing up some blood and making some exaggerated dramatic speech slash breathing. It was just he. Right. As, as morbid as that sounds to say he genuinely looked like a person that was dying and it mm -hmm. it was it was a fucking deep moment yeah so yeah Tony passes away immediately cuts to a funeral and much like everybody was at the uh everybody was at the battle everybody was at the funeral I mean full stop everybody was there uh 
before as this scene's kind of playing and right before tony had made a little recording talking about you know what what we're about to do tomorrow with all this i don't know if it's gonna work we're gonna have a chance and i'm kind of nervous but yada 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 ah what am i saying it's gonna work peace out i love Mm -hmm. you i love you three thousand and recording stops they play that at the funeral a long sweeping camera moment you know up the hill where everybody is there at the funeral they're all somber and dressed in black uh, even fucking Nick Fury at the very end. That was a mm-hmm. mm, that was another touching touching thing right there. Yeah, uh, apparently, you, and I didn't know this until I was going back and you know looking up some stuff about the movie. But even the kid from the other Iron Man movie was yep. in it. The one that he yep. had you know crashed at his garage or whatever it was for yep. a bit. The my father's dead too, but I'm not a pussy about it. Yeah, that kid. Yeah. Uh, it, that threw again with all the reviews that I watched. That threw a lot of people off. There were so many mm-hmm. people like, "Well, I don't. Want, who was that kid?" And I was the same way. It took me listening to somebody else say it to go, "Oh yeah," because honestly, I've only seen Iron Man three once. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. I honestly forgot about the kid. But yeah, you name a person that was alive in at this point in this movie, and they, everybody that was close to them was there. Really good funeral scene. Uh, it mm-hmm. shows uh, S- Scarlet Witch and uh, Clint. They're both talking about, you know, we miss them and, you know, wish we could tell them that they did it and that they know. And it's like, yeah, they know. The fucking cheeseburger scene, dude, with Happy asking uh, Tony's daughter, like, how you doing? Doing good? Were you you hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. What do you want? Cheeseburgers? Mm-hmm. And it was uh, that 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 was my moment. That was the one where I kind of let some water go a little bit so uh thor's talking to valkyrie you know and he's like you know she was like when you coming home we need a king and he's like no we already got a king and basically gives her the the kingdom of uh of uh asgard so she's Mm -hmm. gonna be the new odin basically while he jumps on the ship with uh star lord and he said the asgardians of the galaxy so he says Uh, they have a funny little back and forth about who's in charge and yada, yada, yada. It was, it was pretty mm-hmm. funny. Now, now the really good part. Now the creme de la creme. And at Chris, I will confirm this after having watched it three times, but let's mm-hmm. get into it. Uh, so, it's the, it's the point where they're going to put the stones back. If you remember, they said earlier, "Hey, we're gonna bar- we're basically gonna borrow the stones and put them back where we stole them from, and everything's gonna right. be fine." So Cap is the one that says he's gonna do it. Uh, he's got he's got all the stones. He's got Mjolnir. I guess he was gonna put that back place back in its right place too. And they're like, "Look, we're gonna send you back in time." And Sam asks, "You know, how long is this gonna be?" And they're like, "For him, as long as it takes. But for us, it's gonna be like five seconds." So. They have a plan in place. Cap's going to go here, put the stone back there, put the stone back, yada, 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 yada. He's going to be back here. No problem. They teleport him off. Boom. He disappears. Five seconds goes by. They go to teleport him back. He's not there. They're like, what the fuck? They look over to the side, and there's some guy sitting on a bench. They're like, Mm -hmm. what? And uh, Bucky is, Bucky's sorry, Bucky and Sam is there as well. And Bucky looks at Sam and is like, go on. So he goes over and talks to him, and man, just want to say first off, the makeup artist that did aged Steve Rogers, fucking mm-hmm. phenomenal job. 
The oh, first yeah. impression that immediately came to mind was Clint Eastwood, but flat out, he looked fucking yeah. great. <laughs> he looked like he was supposed to, like you know, somebody that has aged sixty, seventy something years. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's an old aged Steve Rogers there, and Sam's like, well, "Did something go really wrong, or really, or really right?" He's like, yeah, you know, after I put the stones back, I figured I'd go do that thing that Nat was talking about and got a life for myself. Or us, that's that mm-hmm. uh, Tony was talking about, got a life for myself. And he's like, did you enjoy it? And he goes, yeah, it was beautiful. He's like, I'm really, I'm really happy for you. I truly am. He's like, what's well, really bummed me out, though, is that we're not going to have a Captain America. And he's like, oh, yeah, about that. And he pulls the Captain America shield off that he had draped in this bag. And he pulls it open. And he goes, try it on. He's like, the fucking look on his face is like what? He puts it on, and he Steve asks him. He goes, "How does how does it feel?" He goes, "It feels like it's somebody else's." He goes, "Well, it shouldn't. It's yours." And uh, Sam nods, and he goes, "Thank you. I'll 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 do you proud or something like that." And he goes to shake his hand, and Steve shakes his hand with one and puts his other hand over it, and he's got a wedding mm-hmm. ring on. That was the second time. That I little bit a little bit of waterworks came out. Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, "You want to tell me about her?" And he goes, "No, no, I won't. <laughs> it's just a just a little moment, you know. This is a life that Steve wanted, Steve mm-hmm. deserved, arguably, and he got it. And he just he's just keeping it to himself. And the final scene of the movie shows him back in the past dancing with Peggy Hill." Or Peggy Carter, Jesus, Hank Hill, what? Oh my God! Yeah, it shows him dancing with Peggy Carter, and it goes straight to credits with that same music playing in the end. Yeah, and man, what a fucking wrap up! What? And I say that for the entire movie. What mm-hmm. a wrap up! And so what? I go ahead. So something I found really interesting, you know, after a Marvel movie ends, you don't leave the theater. Mm-hmm. So. You know, everybody's still sitting down. There's like a couple people who stand up, but they don't even leave. They're just, you know, stretching their legs and everybody's waiting for that yep. mid credit scene. Yeah. Nothing happens. Okay. Yep. We'll, we'll wait for the end, the end credit scene. And all we get's a noise. Yep. Three clang, clang, clangs, which were the exact same sound effect that you heard in Iron Man, the movie, the original mm-hmm. Iron Man. That was uh, either a tribute to Iron Man creating his Iron Man suit, Mark One, or that was a, you know, taste of things to come. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, it seems like the directors and writers have said no. This entire arc wraps up all the way from the beginning of Iron Man One to the post credits of of Endgame. It's all one story. There's no hints, no illusions. So we'll see. The the interesting thing that I that I wanted to bring up, Chris, I don't know if you saw it or if if you, if you even care, but so they send Cap back in time. Mm-hmm. Right when he goes to leave, you know, there's another great, super great callback where Cap looks to Bucky and says, "Don't do anything stupid while I'm gone." He says, "How can you? I'm you're taking all the stupid with you." That's directly yeah. from Captain America one. Great, great callback, great tribute. But he keeps telling, he keeps hinting. There's a lot of body language to this, a lot of words being used. But he's like, you know, I'm going to miss you. And Hulk's like, what are you, he's going to be back in five seconds. Chill out. So he leaves. 
and he comes back and the body language, the look. So everybody's freaking out when Captain America doesn't show back up except for Bucky. Bucky's just like me. And then when he shows back up, he tells Sam, no, nah, man, you go ahead. Mm-hmm. The way that he says that I, and a lot, this is a big theory going around. I wasn't the proprietor of this theory, but now that I've seen the footage again, repeatedly, I, I, I can agree with it. The theory is that Cap talked to Bucky about this beforehand. So Bucky knew that he was going to go back and he was going to live out his life. And he had probably agreed with him that, look, I'm going to give the shield to Sam. That all that was preordained, pre- predestined. They already worked it all out. If that's sure. the case, that's pretty cool. That's a way for that's and I, it makes sense for him to do that to his best friend. You know, hey, don't freak out when I don't come back. Why aren't you going to come back? Because I'm going to do this. Oh, man. Great movie. Great send off, even for Tony, even for his death. But a great send off Mm -hmm. for Captain America. Man, you could pick apart some things in this movie like, okay, let's 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 play some funny stuff here. So Cap went back in time to a time when he was basically frozen in ice. So he went to Peggy said, hey, look, I'm here, but there's going to be me that's out there frozen and can't tell anybody. So you're leaving yourself frozen forever. Uh, nobody can ever know that I'm Captain America because Captain America in canon is frozen and or dead. Actually, they didn't even the world mm-hmm. didn't even know he's frozen in ice. The world thought he was dead. So you have to keep me a secret forever. That means when world events come around, I can't just jump out there and be Captain America because Captain America doesn't exist anymore. There's all sorts of crazy little theory holes you can plug into this movie. But yeah, while I watched the it, whole, there's also a whole thing about how they can't really affect the future type thing. And I don't think that one's as big of a deal. I didn't even read into that one too much. But um, there are people that think the time travel aspect itself technically shouldn't have allowed him to do what he did yeah yeah there's and again it's hulk did a pretty decent job of of trying to explain it like look i understand that y'all have different theories about time travel because of this movie and that movie and you think these here's 10 ways that you think time travel works time travel Mm -hmm. does not work in any way like that so move on they did their they did their due diligence and at least hand waved time travel theory out of the gate so when you sit down in this movie and try to go wait a minute this plot line doesn't match up to that storyline doesn't match up to that timeline you just hulk already told you stop it just chill out it's not gonna work Mm -hmm. that way in any event this entire movie was great i enjoyed it again i still prefer infinity war more I had more fun with Infinity War. I feel the pacing of Infinity War was better. The yeah. big moments, uh, you know, Thanos showing up to Earth the first time and the fights, uh, Cap catching the fucking lance and the, the fucking the, the, the death of fucking. Oh, man, all the death. The When Wanda was there trying to hold off Thanos and Thanos individually gathered too many moments, too many moments in Infinity War. But again. It's not like it shit stomps Endgame. I just yeah. prefer in- Infinity War a little more than Endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of payoffs, lots of tributes, 
lots of callbacks. This movie was definitely made for the people that have followed this all the way through. Oh yeah. It pays off, wraps everything up. I had a great yeah. time, man. There was really there was a lot of changing of the guard type things in this to where you can see, you know, whatever comes next, if it is part of the same timeline, it would make sense, you know. There are things yeah. that are going to change. Um I'm pretty sure, you know, at least some of the movies that are coming out may be part of the same timeline. I don't know. I don't know when we're going to start seeing a divergence or if they're just going to run with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are tons of theory crafting going on right now. Of course, there has to be because, you know, we we mm-hmm. all want to know how and when the X-Men are coming to be involved. But I'll tell you, even sticking to this universe, I mean, obviously, they're going to make Sam the new Captain America. Great. All about that. What mm-hmm. I'd like to see, which doesn't seem like it's hinted at at this, it seems like this Captain America is like, yep, I'm old, I'm retired, I'm, I'm passing the shield on, I'm done. But in the comics... In the comics, there is an old Captain America, and I, I think old Captain America was was uh, Nick Fury for a while. So he, he how awesome wasn't Nick Fury, but he led Shield. Yes. Okay. Well, how awesome would that be if you know this Captain America led Shield? You know, if he was mm-hmm. basically the next Nick Fury, so to speak. I I would be all. He's oh, yeah. the guy that creates the new Avengers. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's absolutely no links at all to the X-Men or anything like that. We already said that. We already brought that up. So we have no I have no idea where we're going after this. I don't know <laughs> if they're completely capping this off. Uh mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard tell here and there that there I mean there's more there's another movie coming out. The next Spider-Man movie is yeah. that's Tom Holland. That's the same Spider-Man in this universe. So mm-hmm. uh there's rumors that maybe that starts the next arc slash phase. Uh, there's rumors that no, this movie is actually not the end of this arc that that Spider-Man movie is, which is causing a lot of uproar because they're like, no, Endgame is the obvious end. And they're like, well, no, it's not the end because all the movies with all these characters are in this arc and that Spider-Man is in this arc. So who knows? We won't know until we see this movie. Uh, it, it may take place after Endgame before, who knows? And there's talks of, you know, the next Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, Thor in it, and now it's, it's Guardians of the Galaxy, which is a comic, um, yep. not with the same you know group of characters, but the title exists. So yep. you know, playing off that and that little throwback. Just in just in general, man, I was I was so distraught when I left the theater after this movie. Only, only, only because okay, well, a little bit because I was pissed off about the Hulk thing, and a little bit because I didn't like the way <laughs> Thor was done. But the big of it was what a movie should do. I was exhausted, and now I'd seen the movie, and that was it. Like it wasn't just that Endgame was over. This whole entire series now is over until they have the yeah. next huge arc, plot arc, whatever. And I was like, man, I I enjoyed it while I was there for three hours, but now it's over, and I'm just in the fucking wake of it. I don't know what else I want to watch. There's a Godzilla movie that comes out this year I want to see. Obviously, I want to see the Spider-Man movie and a few other movies here and there, but, oh, man, my, my big tentpole for the year is over. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's my end of it, man. I've 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 talked this entire time, man. I love the movie. I enjoyed it. Chris, do you have any parting thoughts before we before we wrap this night up? This is, you know, the end of an era, so to speak. And 
what's going to come after this? What can come that will compare to this behemoth, this legacy that's been established now? You know, yeah. even even within Marvel, what would they do to top this? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. There's a comic pop put a, a, a very short little four or five minute video out talking about what type of what other Marvel characters or what other Marvel villains can they fall back to you know apocalypse of course was brought up dr doom was a strong solid contender and mm-hmm. uh uh even galactus and it's my, my what's going to be challenging what i what i am very interested in man this we're talking a super long con chris a super mm-hmm. long time to figure out how it's going to work out i it's not just figuring out what villain they're going to do that will power wise top not only thanos but the infinity good gems infinity mm-hmm. stones but also how they're going to write a character that that is as good slash better than thanos again thanos by himself was a titan already powerful Th- uh, thanos with the infinity stones beyond powerful has control over all six of those aspects now not only one but but he was relatable. He was a mm-hmm. character, a well, well-written villain character. Now, make a new character that is powerful by itself. More powerful, he gets the whatever MacGuffin, but also super fucking relatable. A well-written character. That That's going to be their challenge. That's going to be anybody's challenge, you know? you can't, If you're going to make another 22-movie arc, don't let us see him in the first movie. Don't let us see him in this first movie and then 10 minutes in the second movie. And he gets, you know, you, you, you got to Thanos was trickle fed like crazy. So yeah. it's it's going to be very interesting on so many. And we're just talking about the villain. And we're not not only that, the, the, all well, are the Avengers going to be a thing or are, are the X-Men coming in or are the X-Force and other other Marvel properties coming in? Who knows? Um. What do you think, audience? Do you what direction do you see the Marvel Cinematic Universe going in? Are you happy the fact that you know it's Disney owns it all? They're all it's all under one big roof. Do what theories do you have about what franchises are coming together? What series are coming together? Uh, how do you see the next say twenty something movies coming out? Do you think they're even going to do twenty movies again? Are they going to do forty? Are they going to do ten? Who knows? What do you think? <laughs> How how do you see so this arc took about 10 and a half, 11 years. What do you see coming in the next 11 years? What do you want to see coming in the next 11 years? What don't you want to see? Um, anything the MCU, especially right now, man, while it's fresh on your brain, I lo- we would love to hear your talks, your thoughts about all the MCU as a whole, not just Endgame. Um, and there are many ways you can talk to us. You can find us on Facebook. You can go to Facebook and search for End of Time Cast, and it should be where you find our page. You can find our episodes there. You can post on our wall, send us a message, and maybe find how you found this episode right here. We have an email address. You can email us at endoftimecast at gmail.com. That's endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny numbers in there. Just spell it as you heard it. Uh, We have a Twitter page. You can tweet us, retweet us. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on all sorts of other uh, 
podcast hosting places and on those on those sites you can comment you can there's plenty of ways to get a hold of us man and if you want to talk to us about the mcu about video games anything in general we'd love to hear from you it's a good way to get your stuff uh, read out loud and discussed right here on the show and in general it's just great to have some discourse and talk to people about things that we are super passionate about because i guarantee you sticking with a series for a decade and having a payoff yeah we're definitely dedicated mm-hmm. so yeah that's gonna do it for tonight's very long episode thanks for listening in thanks for sticking with us and until next time i'm michael and I'm Chris. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>